What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming Bitcast, episode 153. I'm your host, Ainsley Bowden, and it is a lovely Saturday here with a lot of game news to talk about, uh, as well as some fine guests as well. Before we get to them, I got to go to my partner in crime, going from a new location today, looking very relaxed, my friend. I'm going to fall asleep. There's a good chance I just fall asleep dead in the middle of this show, man. I don't always drink beer. (laughs) I drink no sackies. (laughs) The only problem is, like, this really shows off my titty. Like it's really bright over here, so I gotta. Here's I thought you were gonna say shirt. I was like, it's yeah, well, that's you. He, he had to go the other direction. Like, yeah, right here, you can really see that right one kind of sticking out. But I'll, I'll take care of that next time because this is actually kind of comfortable. Yeah, I was but, gonna say you got the Series X PS5 behind you. you. Got a fire. You need to just get a fire going. You'd be oh, good yeah. to go. Yeah, I'm, I'll put some stuff up maybe next time because this is. I'm, I'm not even joking. This is all right. <laughs> Dude, I sit on a wooden chair normally with like no space. Yeah, no, you're good, man. You're good. All right. Joining us again, uh, our partner in crime. Everyone here knows him as Mr. Dr. Mo himself, host of the Backlog Chronicles. What is happening, my good friend? What's up, boys? What's up, everyone in chat? Good to be here again with you guys. Let's get it going, baby. I'm excited, man. I see Chief behind you, It's been a while, man. It has been a while, while. yes. It has. Saturday, yeah, Saturdays are usually spoken for with the wife, but uh, she's been a little more lenient, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad to be here, man. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Good to have you. And, uh, you know, Sarko said, a lot of game news, not a lot of hair. Very true. Uh, and that's yeah. why I brought our other good friend Hector on. So he's the <laughs> only... <laughs> so Hector Ramirez coming at us for the first time today. He is uh, part of LordsofGaming.net. Obviously, everyone here knows our good friends over there. So thanks for joining us for the first time, man. Thank you for the invite. And I tell you right now, if it was pre-pandemic, Hector, it will be a whole different story in terms of hair. (laughs) 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 But no, thank you for the invite. Again, from LordsofGaming.net, the assistant editor over there, uh, Branch the Iron Lords podcast. Thank you guys for joining um, with me today or in this podcast. I'm really excited. Thank you for the invite. Um, I'm really excited for this. It's good. We got a lot of great topics. Yeah, man, there's a lot to talk about. Um, so we're going to get into that uh, really soon, including uh, Resident Evil Village, of course, and some news for some other big franchises. But before we do that, since you're a first-time guest, man, um, always like to quickly uh, kind of go through what got you into gaming at the start or when you started. Um, so let's start there, man. How, how did you get into this uh, crazy hobby of ours? This is, where you're ju- this is where we judge you. <laughs> so let's see uh if i was born in the 80s i'm good if i'm 90s i'm like okay <laughs> pretty accurate grew, yeah. 70s would be with... better but you know we're old over here <laughs> no i grew i grew up first with the snes um okay. in, the, in the basement just hooking up to just an old tv and playing some mega man and Paperboy. sure um, oh yeah you know that bled into ps1 where I, I literally had this demo. Maybe some of you may know what it's called or at least recognize it. It's Jam Pack, where it just had a whole bunch of demos in one disc. Mm-hmm. So I'll just cycle between Spyro, Spider-Man, uh, some snow, snowboarding stuff. Um, and then I kind of just branched off from gaming a little bit. And then I, I used to go to Blockbuster all the time. Yeah. That's where I got my games. I Obviously, I was little, so I couldn't afford my own games. And then next thing you know, all these PS2 games just start appearing up in Blockbuster. I'm like, where are the PS1 stuff? You know, <laughs> and then um, that's when I begged my parents for a PS2, and then I got literally the game of my childhood dreams, which was Kingdom Hearts, and it was a wrap from there. I was just a okay. gamer ever since then, 
just completely invested into the story, the characters, the worlds, everything. And then, um, and then next thing you know, I'm just like, I want to see how can I turn this into more of like a more just a hobby, um, maybe actually something professional. And that's where it led me to writing. And then I've just been writing ever since the high school, college days. That's awesome, man. That's yeah, awesome. man. So uh, I guess it goes without saying, and I actually forgot that you're uh, such a huge Kingdom Hearts fan. So would you say that's your favorite franchise all time? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's right there. All right there. <laughs> now, the collection, and it's growing. It's growing. I've been a fan ever since 2002, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, and then what, would you have a favorite uh, console all time or platform? It would have to be PS2, really. Okay. Um, that was like really kind of like the start of everything where, uh, where Kingdom Hearts and then Kingdom Hearts 2, Final Fantasy X, Sly yeah. Cooper, Jack and Daxter. Um, a little bit of Ratchet and Clank. Uh, there's also a whole bunch of like a whole bunch of games I like played on that. Um, but yeah, that's really all started and kind of just where like it bled for me being like a hardcore gamer. Like it was originally just I'm just okay right now. Like I'm fine. Like I like gaming. I, I like more watching Nickelodeon and, and Rugrats and all <laughs> stuff. You know, I delve into my cartoons and the anime. But no, that's when gaming like really kicked off for me. And I was just like, okay, this, there's something here that's substance and can actually be talked about and then be like fall in love with like who knew that games could be so narratively driven mm -hmm. and focused and just have so much impact and meaning um yeah that's where it all started from there that's fantastic man yeah mm -hmm. i mean ps2 is a legendary console um you know one of the all-time greats without a doubt so so many franchises and games on that and jack you meant jack and dax man that's a that's an IP I hope Naughty Dog brings back at some point, or even if they hand it off to someone else. That's just a fantastic <laughs> series. Love those games. Well, you have cool, to man. Imagine. So uh, say it again. I'm sorry. You have to imagine. Yeah. The yeah. Game. Yeah. I hope so. Because that's, yeah, that's a great one. It's great to see Crash and Spyro and those other ones coming back. Uh, now we need Banjo and we need Dak, uh, Jack and Daxter. So, all right. Why don't we talk about what we're currently playing, fellas? And that'll lead us into uh, Resident Evil Village as well, which is probably why Dan already left. I, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. I, I have no idea what's happening today with Dan. But uh, we don't really need him for the Resident Evil Village discussion. So, um, yeah, guys, I, I, you know, I've been playing that. Um, I am absolutely loving it. It is. Uh, I really like Seven. So let me start there. because mm. Seven was kind of that spiritual reboot if you will you know they took it the first person they mixed it up they kind of started fresh um but i really loved it and then coming into eight uh or village um you know they kind of kept that theme it's obviously a straight continuation you're still ethan winters uh and uh it, it doesn't waste a lot of time kicking it into gear and uh just what i've played so far man between it's i think it's one of the showcases for the new consoles yeah already. i mean oh, it's yeah. it's stunning mm -hmm. to play mm -hmm. Uh, and then on top of that, the sound design, the basically everything about it, I'm just in love with. And I, and I know Hector, we were talking before the show that uh, you know you. It sounds like you're similar to me, where like I just eat horror up, right? Horror movies, everything to do with horror, I love. Uh, especially, you know, I love weirdness too. Well, once you start getting into weird horror, and it feels like Resident Evil Village is taking it down that path where it's a little more out there uh, than some of the past entries. And man. I don't know about you guys. I want to hear your thoughts, Hector. I'll start with you, man. But I am absolutely loving this game. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm a couple of hours in. I just started playing this morning. And <laughs> I admit, I was tired and a little scared to start <laughs> at 12 o'clock last night at midnight. Because uh, I know how this game can get with its atmosphere. And I was absolutely correct with just how creepy this setting is. Like, they're just mastering the atmosphere 
when it comes yeah. to just the horror and the creep, like you said, the creepiness and the weirdness. I'm all for that. I love conjuring. I love those really like paranormal kind of seance ghost like movies and such like that. So this is like really up my alley. And it really feels like Resident Evil 7 was the spiritual successor to Resident Evil 1 in some ways. And then, but with the first person, first person perspective, and then this one just taking up a notch, we're going straight to Resident Evil 4 with Village. And <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's nuts. And they're just nailing it so far. I'm, I'm loving the characters. I'm actually liking the story too. Me too. Which is a little unusual for me for Resident Evil, but yeah. it's, it's good, man. Although I find the we were joking about this last night, Mo, the writing, the writing for Ethan, <laughs> like his commentary is just hilariously bad. Like the, the story's really good, right? But when like he'll literally like lose half a hand and he's like, Oh, that's not good. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> that's that's where it becomes a video game. That's yes. where it legit becomes a video game. I do like the parts where he's like kind of like in grief and you're like, oh, he's like, what's going on? But yeah, that part that I totally skipped my my mind. We're just like, he's definitely lost like part of it. <laughs> he's got like two fingers, there's goats heads hanging around him, there's werewolves coming the at him, and he's like, This is weird. <laughs> it was the same shit in seven, man. Even in seven, when you go and find Mia and you're just like in deep shit and all this crap and you're trying to escape, he's like, Mia, what's going on? Shut, <laughs> shut up and escape, man! Then ask her after. <laughs> but that's that's the only goofy aspect. I think everything else has been just uh, spectacular so far. So Mo, I know you just started it. Uh, you said last night you played for a few hours. What are your early thoughts, man? I I I love it, man. It's uh, it's it's excellent. Remember, I'm like I'm fairly new to the whole Resident Evil yeah. thing. You know, yeah, you I, just finished seven like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Uh, yeah, about a month ago. Yeah, I finished okay. seven. I finally ballsed up and did that one, and uh, <laughs> I liked it, man. It was amazing, and uh, you know, did you check out the DLC. No, I did not. Uh, I, I haven't, haven't either, actually. I never went yeah. back and played the DLC. Yeah, I haven't played You're the DLC, even though I want to. I heard that there was one of them in particular was really creepy about like trying to work your way out of a room or something. That's yes. Yes. I know, that man. one. That yeah. one is worth playing. That one. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like uh, like you guys were saying, like Ains said, the game is a technical showcase. It's beautiful. I still don't know what kind of fuckery. They do at Capcom with this with this engine. Uh, I it's amazing. The resident really works engine, well for them. It's incredible, man. Like last night we were in the group chat and I'm telling these guys, I'm like, I'm like, every developer should implement this 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 engine because it's just so well optimized. It looks <laughs> so good, runs so good. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but compared to seven, yes, uh, I would say, and even for somebody like me who generally avoided horror games, um, it is less, it is a little bit toned down for in that sense. And I think, I think it's because the game takes place, you know, you start and it's outside. There's something about it that just doesn't feel as creepy as like a claustrophobic environment when you're inside of seven. Now, granted, you do get there, you know, I mean, but think the way, and also they introduce the antagonists. Obviously, we're not spoiling anything, but and the way they introduce the antagonists and you see them like talk to each other and the bickering kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah I, so I was like, okay, okay. I, I I see what they're going with. I see where they're going with this. But so far, I love it, man. It's 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 fantastic. I can't wait to play more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dan Dan's just sitting back in his chair judging us. Oh, yeah. that, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got FOMO, but not really FOMO. Like a, vil a village. A village. I like it looks awesome. Everything 
everybody is saying about it looks amazing. You know, sounds amazing. Yeah. But I know I'll never play it. Yeah, it's because, a shame because I, I think, I don't know, I, I've gotten, you know, a, a decent amount into it so far. And there are mm-hmm. a couple things which creep me out um, from a horror game perspective, but nothing too bad. I think it would be one of those games where you'd have to really kind of borderline push yourself right. through it. It's it's mm-hmm. the jump scares, to be honest with you. That's that's the biggest thing with these games. Like, I can deal with, you know, things that are kind of freaky and demented mm-hmm. or, you know. Mm-hmm. But, like, if I'm running away from somebody, forget about it. I'm not, you know, I, I, I lose everything. I do it. <laughs> No, it's not. It's just not going to happen, Jordan. <laughs> no way. Listen, I'm 45 years old. I have nothing to prove to anybody. I'm good to go. I'm good to He's go. doing the podcast in a recliner. You think he gives a yeah. shit about? <laughs> this is the new thing, by the way. This is not going to change. Because yeah, yeah. I think it's good, man. You're I should get some stuff, you know, kind of set up in the background. But this is, <laughs> this is too damn comfortable. And if this works, done. <laughs> so, but uh, what's going on, Chad? I forgot the shout out, Chad. Good to see everyone. Thanks for uh, thanks for stopping by this morning. Um, but yeah, I, I uh, the, to Mo, your point about the introduction of kind of this uh, the core antagonist, right? That you're going to meet in some yeah. of those sections so far. And I, I have gotten to the point now where Lady, wait, we just did this before this. So Domish, Domish, Domitresk, Domitresk, Domitresk. That's the right like, way to like, say it. Like dominatrix, you know? But, but, you know. Yeah. Oh, that, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah. Good point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yeah. Um, but I have gotten to the point now, you know, where she is ever-present, if you will. Um, and so okay. when you see her, it's like, all right, you better figure something else out or go the other way. But it, I hate, I don't like in the horror games, uh, like the people who just chase you endlessly, like Mr. X and the other rest yeah. of people. Like, that's the aspect I don't like. This doesn't feel as intrusive so far. Like, okay, yeah, that's good. That's yeah, good. She, okay. she's, she's there and she will come your direction, but she's not super fast. And there's plenty of ways to just, you just go the other way, kind of go around. And it's, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't that's, feel too that's bad. Good to yeah, hear. That's good. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. Cause that, that was the one thing I, I, not despised about older Resident Evil games or even Resident Evil 2 remake. It was just like when I, I when I have a focus, I have an objective, I want to get to it, but me I can't. Too. This dude's like, me too. nah, you can't. <laughs> like, like that frustrates me. Well, and it, it got even worse with like like Nemesis. I didn't even buy because I never liked that game from the start. But he's like a superhero. You know what I mean? He just follows you the whole game. He can jump across the screen. He can go up ladders. Like you can't do anything against him, and it's just that's boring to me. So. But uh, yeah, no, this feels way better implemented, at least so far. Um, I'm not at the end yet, obviously, but yeah, man, it's it's great. It's really, really great, and especially like we said, if you wanna wanna see an early indication of where games are gonna be going with the new consoles, this is an early showcase for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is one of those games, one of those rare games, I'll say, where you don't like the controller just feels like it's levitated from your hands and you're immersed into it because of how well they do the environments that's what i love about resident evil one and there's a couple of games that do that just like either story focus or just have a good pacing right. and good gameplay flow that you're just boom like you're into it yeah this one is one of them for sure yeah that's a good point it, it is extremely well polished too uh i've had no hiccups like to your point even the the combat you know when you're shooting some of those mm-hmm. smaller guys or other things it's very smooth very well implemented so yeah man it's it's awesome it's very, very like I said, man. It's just it's very well optimized. It's it is, yeah. It's, it's fantastic. Ari engine, man. I, 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 again, I don't know what they do with this. It. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was talking to Cloud from GPTB, and uh, you know, he told me I, I told you guys before the show. He said he stayed up all night 
playing it. Yeah. And he's like, he's at the end, and he's like, I don't want it to end. It's too good. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, but you know, I haven't seen all of it yet. But they, they, you know, I have seen some people I know say that uh, it's very replayable. There's other things that you can do once you beat it too, which is cool. So looking mm-hmm. forward to that. Dan, yeah. <laughs> what's up, Dutch? Good to see you. Dan looks far too comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say at this point. <laughs> I mean, he's a hot cocoa next to him or something. He's yeah, something yeah. next to him. I like uh, somebody said a chalice. I'm, I'm all right with that. I'll, just, I'll give myself a crown and like one of those furry, you know, kind of like a cape. You know, <laughs> I can, I can kind of drive over myself. Yeah, you, so should put, the, you should put on the fire log and you know, your TV back there. Just have like a 10 hour I could put a big giant SG logo up there. I'm pretty sure. That's that's sure I don't know why it's not already there. Slack. Well, it's because <laughs> there was a 10 minute period where I was rushing all over the place. Like, where is my internet cord? So for those who <laughs> for those who join late, Dan is in this position because his normal podcast setup runs a long LAN cable to his internet and his dog chewed through it so yeah. he had to quickly adjust and now we have new dan um who is, is yeah uh, from here on out dan <laughs> <laughs> so um by the way what's up mav uh he said props to capcom for a big release not being a buggy mess you're not joking man that's as no many shit. games we get mm-hmm. that have issues at launch this one mm-hmm. i haven't seen anyone talk about issues i haven't had any issues Mm-mm. um so yeah it's it's awesome very cool also consoles too yeah, 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 on both consoles. Mm-hmm. And, or we should probably say all consoles. But um, the other thing I noticed is I played the first demo, the one not like weeks ago, but the one like a few months ago, right? And that demo takes place in a specific section of the game. But it actually, um, when you go through that same section in the game, in the full game, it's actually different. Like what happens is different. So the demo didn't spoil anything from the main game, which I thought was mm-hmm. really cool. It was more of a That's showcase. Good. Yeah, it's more of a showcase for the environment, which is really neat. Right, right. That's good. Ed. That's what I was worried about. That's why I avoided those demos. Because me too. <laughs> yeah, just... and like Square Enix is very infamous with their trailers for spoiling everything in their trailers. <laughs> so I was scared of the same thing with Capcom, but I'm glad to see that they uh, avoided that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys playing anything else? I know. Uh, you know, we we've been talking a lot. I know the core group I talked to playing a lot of Returnal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, you know, beat that last week and put the review up for it. Um, I love that game. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's fantastic. It's a shame mm-hmm. we saw some of the issues they had with, you mm-hmm. know, people losing progress and stuff. Yeah. Um, but the game itself, it, it, again, very, very well polished, very mm-hmm. smooth to play. It's just a fantastic game. So, Mo, I know you were playing that. Um, where are you at now? You still pe- trying to power through or you moved on to Village? Uh, I'm on the second biome. I'm, I'm I'm on the second biome and I haven't played it in like maybe three days. Uh, okay. three or, yeah, but because I was kind of... I was waiting for Village to come out, and I was kind of, you know, getting my uh, my headspace, you know, ready for that one. But yeah, man, like you said, it's a it's a shame, you know. And then you just see all this crap on on the internet, you know, comparing it to Cyberpunk. I love Cyberpunk. Everyone knows I love Cyberpunk. You know, yeah, baby. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, this game, uh, uh, this uh. game is nothing. Release release is nothing compared to what Cyberpunk was, you know. No. Especially, it just was not. So yeah, the you know the the progression issues are definitely a bitch, and then also obviously the the crashes. I was lucky enough to never have a single crash on my PS5. Um, never, had, I never had a crash. Uh, I have, and because I haven't played it, I didn't you know the whole progression thing. But I mean, Outriders just had some progression issues as well. You know, I mean, so yeah. it happens, man. You know, it sucks, uh, and I get it because the game is a grind. You know, like, I mean, it's not an excuse. The game is a grind and it does yeah. suck. So you can't excuse that at all. Yeah. But 
you know, when we want to look at the bigger picture of, you know, how bad it was compared to like Fallout 76 <laughs> or, or other things, come on, man. Yeah, it's just hyperbole, dude. It's just yeah, it's crazy. It but yeah. Uh, so here's one for you, Dan. No one been playing near replicant. Dan has, man. Dan's playing the hell out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's driving yeah. me crazy because of what the endings are. And I have to collect every single weapon, which means I have to buy almost every single weapon. <laughs> which means it's taking me forever to grind out. So it's trying to drive me crazy a little bit. But uh, yeah, I'm still playing. It's awesome. Still you awesome. finished it though, right? I'm sorry. I finished. There's five different endings, right? I okay. think. So there's there's like A, B, C, D, something. I don't know. And e? maybe. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what they... What they it might be Z the way you know, Yoko Taro does this stuff, right, but right. It, it's it's um it's good. But like the true ending, I guess it's is locked away. It's either D or E or somewhere in there. But I still have mm. to get through C just to get like everything, and that's the kind of the bitch of the whole thing right now. Because I know for a fact that if it, well, if it if it doesn't like. Uh, Automata, like you lose all your saves. The game deletes all of your saves, mm -hmm. you know, at a certain point to get like, you know, I don't know if you ever got them, if I ever got them back, which kind of sucks. It's kind of, that's like the last part. It's just like, yeah, here's the last, you know, right in your gut. So I, yeah. I understand you, you've obviously love Automata. You were yeah. really looking forward to Replicant because, correct me if I'm wrong, you hadn't played the no. original until this remake, right? Right. So <laughs> I guess the question is, as someone who tried Automata, didn't really get into it, um, the question I have to ask is, is this craziness with all the endings and the save files really necessary? Like, I, I understand, like, this one, I think, is a little bit more compact than, like, Automata, which had, like, 20-something endings, <laughs> you know? And, like, some of them, some of, like, the endings in Automata where like you go do like one thing and like, it's like a 10 minute experience, you know, it's like, uh, I decided to say the hell with it. And, you know, it, it's very, you know, there's some of them that are very, very short. Sure. You know, now these are generally all right, except for the one I'm on, which takes forever because I'm trying to grind and get a whole bunch of stuff. So it's, it's, it's a little bit annoying. Um, are, there, are you playing, parts of the game you've already played to grind yes. this to get this ending yes but in a different manner if that makes any sense it's hard to describe without yeah. spoiling it and and that's fair you know there there's you play kind of like as a different character almost but not really a different character it's it's such a i don't know man it's, <laughs> yeah, we'll it's, just it's, move on. so, so is yeah. it less palatable wait for the review it might be is it what is it less palatable like is like is it less like to take in than automatic oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. way less so it's okay. yeah, it's still weird, you know. Yeah. It's, oh it's yeah. Not, it's not. It's not like you're right. over here one time. Next thing you know, you turn around and you're you know a thousand miles away and like what what was just happened? No, it's not anything like that. Like the story, if you actually pay attention, it actually is easy to follow. You know, until you get to the very end, and then you're just like, oh man, what the hell just happened? <laughs> that's Yoko Taro, man. So yeah. I mean, it's just something you're gonna have to deal with. Yeah. Well, you've got a. Uh... Like you said, you're going to kind of do a write-up on it here once you yeah. get through all these things, a proper one, if you will. Like, we, yeah. we've talked enough about this week. Mm -hmm. um, Hector, you plan anything else, man? Uh, you know, you're enjoying Village. Anything else kind of in the console at the moment? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm a regular player for Final Fantasy XIV. That is my oh, okay. go-to. Yeah, I am a huge Final Fantasy XIV. Damn, I may need to fan. hit you up in the future because that's one that I've been wanting to get into, especially now that they're bringing the upgraded version of PS5 soon, right? 
or, yeah, or is it already out? That's a beta that's right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I, I've always wanted to get into that since they kind of rebooted it, you know, years ago, and I just never have. And if, uh, you know, those games can be intimidating if, oh, absolutely. when you first get into them. So that's cool, man. Sorry, go ahead, though. No, no, yeah. I mean, I, I, I completely agree. It took really my, my cousin and uh, his friend to really, like, push me to keep going. And But it's so worth it, especially for all the expansions and everything. But, yeah, that's in my regular rotation just because I'm – I'm pumped for the new expansion coming out in the fall, man. It's going to be great. Um, yeah. And they just dropped, speaking of Yokotaro, they just dropped the uh, near Alliance dungeon raids in that game. So, like, actually, Yokotaro and the near collaborators with Final Fantasy, and they just built, like, this whole, like, uh, I think it's, what, 24 or 48-man dungeon just wow. going through it. Wow. Yeah, and it's epic music from near and, like, all these really cool callbacks. It's, it's like, on a grand scale, just epic. So, yeah, I've been dousing into that getting all the new gear and stuff like that that's awesome that's awesome yeah i will definitely have to hit you up because that's uh that just sounds really cool if i ever find some downtime at some point um yeah, a lot of uh faces in chat thanks for stopping by everyone really appreciate it. got a super chat from our mellow here uh thank you for all you guys do for this community cheers man yeah thank you so much appreciate that and where is that coming from does anyone know is that is that canadian or is that that's canadian else? Okay. Yeah, that's All right. Just making sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So thank you so much, Armello. Really, really appreciate that, man. Um, cheers to you, man. Yeah. Cheers to you. So let's get into some other uh, commentary. So real quick, I wanted to touch on Biomutant. Um, we talked about Biomutant was our, our number one topic uh, show topic two weeks ago, but it's it felt like this week they showed more of it. And now there's this kind of explosion of people's interest in this game that's coming in a few weeks because I think people are starting to realize it, it looks pretty damn good right i mean mm-hmm. it looks like it has a lot of content so i just wanted to quickly shout out that uh if you haven't checked out biomutant in terms of like the new gameplay trailers some of the features of that game uh make sure you do because that game has a lot of potential to surprise a lot of people mm-hmm. um <laughs> i think it's going to be one of those that kind of comes in and people just are like oh oh whoa i didn't expect this to be so good mm-hmm. so all right uh judgment day dan i'm gonna need you on this one yeah. So Sega held uh, Judgment Day yesterday for kind of the future of uh, both Judgment and, you know, kind of parts of the Yakuza series, if you will, kind of that universe. And am I wrong or right here, Danny? Is Judgment in the same universe technically as Yakuza or no? They're just kind of spiritually related. No, they are. I mean, it's the same city, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. like Judgment was set in uh, not Yokohama. But in a... Oh, my God. I can't believe I just... You like, of all I'm, people, I, I right. blanked out too because I, god damn, it, I played well, it, it too. It, and I blanked Camarucho. out. Yeah, there you yes, Camarucho. thank yeah. you. So that's where it said in. It's it, 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 there was never really any like too much of like a crossover. I mean, everything was the same as far as this. They just basically took what was in like Yakuza 6 or you know, right. actually Yakuza everything and <laughs> put judgment in it. Now it's a different kind of game, kind of you know, it, it, it's it's not it's not your you know, it's a little bit more detective y if that's a word. And it's like, uh, the, it's like the definition of like a spinoff in a sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And so it sounds like what they're going to do is, you know, go with judgment for that, you know, kind of action, beat them up, that kind of, you know, where Yakuza used to be and then move, you know, Yakuza like, like, like a dragon to the JRPG kind of realm, you know, which is fine, which is actually a really smart idea. Yeah. You know, so they're going to, it looks like they're kind of moving forward because, they, they all have really likable characters. They're really, really fleshed out. They're always written really well, you know, and that's kind of like their, 
that that's their hallmark of you know what they do and it, it's it's i'm super pumped for this one yeah um i've been going back like i told you last week and playing judgment the upgraded version it's still the same game basically it's just enhanced right yeah, it's just enhanced. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I haven't played it in so long. You know, I totally forgot a bunch of stuff. And I'm I'm falling back in love with it. But I've always loved all these Jacuzzi yeah. games. So yeah. it's, it's these, these have been, this was like, mm -hmm. we kind of knew it was coming. You know, there was talk like two months ago that, you know, they were working on it. So, and, and they're keeping all the characters from the first one. Yeah. The Gami's yeah, yeah. back. I'm super excited. And he was, you know, he was one of those ones where I was just like, yeah, yeah, I'm not really sold on him because I'm <laughs> such a big, Kiru fan, but by the end of the game, I mean, he really proved his worth. So, yeah, yeah I was awesome. going to say that they, um, they, this seemed to go over really well with fans yesterday. So, yeah. basically, you know, the, the enhanced version of Judgment is out, right? Mm -hmm. Xbox Series X, S, and PS5. Uh, Lost Judgment, which is the full sequel, is coming September 24th, and that's a global launch, which is nice. Yeah. So, that's, that doesn't happen. No, you I know, mean, that means obviously they did all the translation and all the stuff ahead of time so that people here and in Western parts of the world get it at the same time, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah they, um, even, they even went into like how translation is really tackled from the North American side as well when they're releasing Judgment, saying like, this is what we do. This is like how we take um, like the themes and like the sort of, uh, I guess, like attitudes of certain characters and kind of translate it. Mm -hmm. And it was a big deal because I think they're releasing it in English dub um japanese dub and also and like the native language there's something around those lines but like they're basically it was just a big project they were doing to make this kind of like a uh, a milestone for their releases outside of Japan. yeah it's awesome it's yeah. awesome keep it coming so, and you know being able to go to two different places i mean you you kind of did that in some of the yakuza games but you know now that they're basically you know they've got yokohama where yeah. and I like believe they said it's place. like fully fleshed out, right? That's mm -hmm. yeah, that's nuts. So yeah. you know, that's two humongous cities, you know, that to be able to drag, drag, you know, jump back and forth with. Now, the question becomes, are we going to see some crossover with like a dragon, which I am one hundred percent hoping for because yeah. that would be awesome. You know, I mean, I'm just, I need to see this. You know, <laughs> well, it's. I mean, it sounds like a long way away, but it's really not. You're talking no. about four months. I mean, yeah, it's not I mean, far that's. Off. And that and you don't usually get that, you know, that kind of short announcement. No, they're know, doing it right. So, yeah, yeah, they're doing it right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, with this announcement, of course, is that you know I think you touched on this, Dan, but Yakuza is obviously going to be continuing into the future, whether mm -hmm. or not they correct me if I'm wrong. They didn't really say if it's going to be the like a dragon like characters into a sequel to that or what. They just said that it's going to remain turn based. Yeah. And that is the future of the Yakuza series, and Judgment will be their action game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, which I love because, as you know, I prefer the turn-based, and I right. loved like a dragon. So I was very happy to hear that. Um, so yeah, man, I, it, I thought this was really good. It seemed like I said, like uh, fans were really excited about what everything that was said, and uh, yeah, sequel in uh, September, which is awesome. Right. I'm, still, I'm, I'm ready for a replay of Judgment. Yeah, I still have to play like a dragon, man. I I haven't. I picked it up on the day the Series X came out. Uh, but it's still on myself, dude. I haven't played it. Yeah, I sort of got. I love Yakuza, man, because I, you know, I I, I played the, not all of them, but I played the zero, one, and uh, and two. But um, I'm not sure how to feel about that yet. To be honest with you, I like the action. That, and the thing is, is talking to people who did play like a dragon, they'll tell you, like, look, if you once you play it, you'll appreciate the turn-based aspects of it. 
you know, because generally speaking, yes. I don't like turn-based games. Uh, they kind of, uh, that's just me, right? I mean, but considering how well-received it was by a lot of people, including uh, the, the Yakuza uh, fans, I'm excited to try it, man. I think this is good. I think because they implemented it well, and, and Dan, you yeah, would comment too, is that, yeah. like, one, there's two things with turn-based you want, right? You want the ability to make it faster if you if you can, like if you want to, right? Which you can. And they also really took advantage of it being turn-based with the skill and the um, class system for your mm -hmm. characters. Um, and it just it, it just worked out really really well. It played like mm -hmm. a classic Japanese RPG, but uh, a much kind of faster modern pace. Nice, yeah, yeah. And it's not like very. It, it, they kept it from being static, right? You might, you you can kind of you know your characters kind of move around a little bit. Yeah, independently of them, you know. That's good. They still so, interact so, with the environment, right? Yeah, I mean, you're still. I, that was my biggest thing going in. I mean, you know, I, I was like down on this game from the moment yeah, they announced were. it. I was like, this is ridiculous. How are you going to take this classic <laughs> thing that's always worked, that's been fantastic, and you're going to move it over to this? And I was. By amazed. the way, I, I said all along that you would still buy it. Well, I mean, that was going to happen. <laughs> I mean, it was just a matter of time on that. <laughs> really? So. Really, the other thing to take away from this is the fact that when they first announced Like a Dragon and they said it was going turn-based, they did say, they're like, look, if this doesn't work, we'll revert back to action, right, yeah. to pure action. And the fact that they the fact that they made an announcement that all future Yakuza games are staying turn-based, this is really a really good indication of how successful the game itself was and how well it was received. Yeah, You well, know, so that's fans. awesome, man. That really drives me even more to want to play it now. You know yeah, what I mean? So. Really that's it great. Sounds, it's not, it sounds like this is like the fresh. I haven't played it, but it sounds like this is the most fresh take on turn-based combat since Persona Five. I, I agree with that. Persona oh, God, Five is like so, so stylistic, good. and yes, just, I love like, Persona Five. Yeah, so like if you guys are saying like yeah, it's like adding a whole new layer to it. Then I mean, it's already been on my radar, but like I keep like looking back and like man, like, I kind of want to let's dive into it now because it looks like it looks <laughs> really good, man. Yeah. It's good. I don't even, I'm not a Yakuza fan, Dan will tell you. Like, I've tried a couple of the games briefly, but I never got into it. And I loved Like a Dragon. It's fantastic. Oh, awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, uh, Fonz, Gav, uh, or Gav. Gav. I, I mix Mav and Gaz up. So, sorry about that. <laughs> Gaz and Fonz, what's going on? I don't know what kind of crap is being thrown around in the chat here. Uh, Fonz, you need to take it up. Yeah, they, they started that, bro. I, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, yeah. He's getting it ready for next. It's fine. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and leave this up for a while. But, um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Fonz, I expect better out of you, man. You're, you're a man of culture. A man you, got, of culture. you got infiltrators in here, man. You got infiltrators. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone who's watching who's not aware, uh, it is 1245 Central right now. At 4 Central, we are doing um, – what do you call it? The Mass Effect debate over at the Iron Lords channel. So definitely stop by. That's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be like 10 people, by the way. It's going to be a lot of people. I'm uh, interested to hear because um, I, I played through Mass Effect 2 extensively. That was essentially my first one. And then when I tried to go back to the I ME1, mean, I was yeah. like, no. Yeah. <laughs> was, and, but, yeah. And I think that's common. We hear that a lot in this conversation is like the people who, or I should say some of the people down on Mass Effect 1 are people who started later in the series and then tried to go back. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And they probably don't have that same kind of nostalgic love for the first one as uh, people who started with it. Yeah, but from what you guys are saying, at least what I'm saying, like it's the, it sets up the world and the stories a lot better as well. So mm -hmm. uh, like, I definitely want to jump into the Legendary Edition. That's what it's called, right? Legendary. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, just go through all three. 
Yeah, yeah, I can't wait for people to experience uh, Saren and the story of Mass Effect One. It's so good, it's freaking incredible. It's one of the best all time. Um, did you play Knights of the Old Republic, Hector, back in the day? No, no, no. My my Star Wars games were in the back in the day were the movie (laughs) break off franchises. So okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Oh man, another imposter here. What is happening? I don't know. <laughs> Moderators, I need you. Where are they? Where are they today? What's going on? <laughs> oh man, they're too busy making lunch right now. Apparently. Now yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dan, are you okay over there? I had dog issues. I'm good now. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh let's real quick. We don't have to stay on this, but I want to touch on it is we got a lot of uh information from ubisoft this week on the future of the division franchise mm-hmm. um, so division two we've been talking a lot about you know over the past few months because of just how good it is now with the uh next gen upgrade if you will and um you know the loot system everything else in that game it's just incredible so they came out and obviously ubisoft is heavily invested into uh the division as a franchise right or as an ip now so they've got New content coming for Division 2. We already knew this. Later this year, early next year, which is going to be an entirely new game mode. So that's cool. They announced this week uh, a free-to-play title called Heartland, which is being developed by Red Storm Studio primarily. Um, And if you don't know Red Storm Studio, they helped with both of the Division games and a ton of the Tom Clancy titles going all the way back like 25 years. So they've been around a very long time. They also announced a mobile game for the Division. Who knows? They didn't show anything. Who knows what that's going to be? Uh, obviously the Netflix movie is coming. Um, and you might think, Oh God, a Netflix movie division. That sounds terrible. Uh, <laughs> but it's actually got some big names attached to it, including Jessica Chastain and, uh, Ryan, uh, Gyllenhaal as well, who are the lead actors. Jake, Jake, God damn. I'm all messed up with names today. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. Sorry. Yeah. And they also announced a book. There's a division novel coming as well. So it is, um, mm. it is, uh, evident here, obviously that Ubisoft is heavily investing into this. And I think, you know, with Massive primarily moving on to a new Star Wars game. Um, we'll see if they ever come back to kind of a full Division 3. I'm sure they will in the future, although it's probably years out. Um, but what do you guys think about this, Dan? I'll start with you only because I know you've played a lot of Division and you and I, you know, have put a lot of time into that game. Are you interested in this kind of side content or not really? I mean, the Heartland thing seems interesting. I wish I knew more about it because, you know, if it's like a battle royale or something then yeah no <laughs> i mean i don't need any of that garbage well they had and, that in division the expansion in um in uh division one was that it was a survival uh-huh. game so i, yeah. I doubt they do that again i don't know yeah i don't know uh if it's like you know just more of you know it's it's anytime you see free to play you, you immediately think <laughs> microtransactions at least yeah. i do so i hope it's not full of those um but you know They've proven that they can do this kind of stuff. I mean, I know it's a different studio, but you know, I'm assuming they've got all the you know resources that they need mm-hmm. for making something awesome. Um, so we'll see what happens, I guess. Um, the, as far as like the mobile game, no, not going to happen. And uh, I don't read, uh, so uh, the novel's out. The movie, I mean, I could think of probably 80 more people other than like Jake Gyllenhaal that I'd rather see in the movie. <laughs> You know, any movie like Ryan Gyllenhaal, maybe yeah, Ryan Gyllenhaal would actually be way better. Like, he's like evil, right evil there, twin brother. Yeah, like, here's, here's Jake, here's Tom Hardy. I mean, that's hey, that's, that's hey, right, at, and that's the bottom of the list. Tom Hardy, 
Yeah, they can't afford Tom Hardy. <laughs> no, they can't afford Tom Hardy. They can't afford to have him because they'll ruin the movie. So other than that, I'm, I'm looking forward to the rest of this. So. I don't get why the guy hates Tom Hardy, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I just, it's Bane. It's because of Bane. That's why he's <laughs> listen. I mean, I don't know what movies you guys have been watching with him in it, but I have never been able to actually understand what he says um, ever. <laughs> but you know, he sounds like he's got marbles in his mouth all the time. You know, yeah, he's a good-looking dude, but you know, he just comes off as a moron to me. So I mean, that's. Everything like if you watch Venom, I'm sorry. Number one, number two, it was so bad, and it was just you know made worse by his presence. And so, just throwing that out there. Oh man, yeah. Are you, you finished? Oh, yeah, good. I, I, I hope I hope he doesn't watch this podcast, man. He's gonna be really upset. Tell you, I love you, Tom. You're awesome. Yeah, me too, man. I'll tell you what. Come on the show, Tom, Tom Hardy, and we can discuss proper ways to speak. Watch Peaky Blinders. That's a that's a yes. role that he crushes. Yes, yeah. yes. You can understand him in that one? Solid. Uh, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, if you can understand all the other people in that show. Yeah, you know, yeah. I want to admit that he puts on subtitles in this show. You need that. subtitles for that show. <laughs> impossible, that to watch, impossible to watch it, at least for me. Well, no, I'm, my family's English, so they sound like my cousins. I mean, I'm used to it. <laughs> oh, man. Actually, this is no joke. Like, I'll be sitting there with my wife, and we'll watch it, and she'll look at me. She'll be like, "I have no idea what he just said." And I'm like, "I'm like, here's what he said," you know. And I'll, I'll literally half translate. And people, you know, it's it's really funny because technically, technically, you're speaking the same language, right? But yeah, yeah, dialect, accent, man, accent definitely, definitely. Yes. Yeah, the, the more north you go in the UK, the more north you go, the harder it gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, where. We're all trying. Hector, did you um you a big uh, division player or don't really touch it? No, I mean the premise is interesting. It's from what I remember from the first division game where it's was it that this disease uh, was on yeah. what the dollar bill the and then that, yeah. That's yeah, that's like super interesting. Like I'll love to see like a Netflix that sounds like a great Netflix show exactly. to me. Yeah. Then uh, then a game that I'll just keep playing really. Yes. Um, I'm not really big into like military like shooters or anything okay. like that. So but like yeah, the premise is interesting. But the game itself, I I like to see watch. I like to watch people play sometimes, but not like super yeah, into it. Got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. If I got Darren, uh, if I remember correctly, Darren, you're in uh, Scotland, which is why you said Glasgow. Yeah, go go to Scotland for a week and try to talk to people. You'll be like, what is happening? <laughs> I can understand <laughs> English people. I cannot understand Tom Hardy. That's the problem. No, I, and what I'm <laughs> like, saying is, if you think Tom Hardy, well, no, if you think no, English because- people like are hard. Go no. to Scotland. It's even worse. Yeah, like you know the movie that he w- I could understand him the best in Bane, where he had a mask over his <laughs> Dark Knight. And I was just like, this is craziness. I can understand what he's saying. All right. So there's a little anecdote, real quick, on this because uh, for Darren, who's in Scotland, so I went over 2018 for my cousin's wedding, and my my cousin's now wife, her family is Scottish. So me and my brother walk into the house, and her mom's there, who's who lives in Scotland. And she comes down and she said something and all I heard was la, 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 la. and Jessica, who's my cousin's wife, looks at us and she goes, you get any of that? And we, me and my brother are like, nope, not a word. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, she's like, mom, you're going to have to really slow it down for him while you're here. <laughs> and, yeah, it's 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 crazy. Man, that's that sounds like my Puerto Rican family, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what my grandma speaks. I'm just I'm like breaking down every word to make sure <laughs> I'm like you yeah. say you say like go go away or go get something to eat. I'm not sure. I think break down. <laughs> it, was it with, with Hector? Was it for you? It, it was always with me. It was always like it was that Spanglish. You know, it was always just like 
it was like they go super fast and then it'd be like da, 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 and then it was just like you know yeah you know this i'm like what what yeah, yeah, my mom's word, my mom's word for the thing, just like any random like generic word, is "desel." So every time I hear that, I'm like, okay, she's talking about something else. Fantastic. Um, by the way, uh, going back really quick to the uh, the Mass Effect thing we were joking about is Walt in the chat here was saying that if you really like Saren, there's actually a prequel book to Mass Effect One that you can read, and it's actually written by Drew Carpishan who wrote. Uh, multiple of the Mass Effect games as well. He's not a Bioware anymore, um, but that's uh, yeah, that's interesting. So, like a novel or like a comic book? I think he said novel. Walt, you can correct us, but I'm pretty sure it's a novel. Similar to if you haven't like read them, right? There's a uh, there's a prequel to Bioshock. Dan, if you've never read that, it's incredible. Mm. Um, literally, Ooh. I should give it to you, and you should force yourself to read a book because it's it's amazing. Does and it come in a book on audio. It might check it out. It's called. Uh, it's literally sitting right there. I, I forget what it's called. I'll I'll, I'll DM you, right. but um, it sets up a couple of the main the main main characters in Bioshock, and especially there's this one like revelation of this one guy that you don't even know from the game. Yeah. So, oh, cool! And, I need to check those out. Hold on, you said for for Mass Effect or Bioshock? But so Walt's talking about Mass Effect. I'm talking oh, about Bioshock. Okay. There's prequel okay. books for both of them. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, and yeah. Walt said it is a novel, Hector. Oh, okay. sweet. Okay, cool. Yeah, right, I definitely want to cool. check those out. Um, yeah. I'm getting more into reading now since my fiance, she's a huge reader. Okay. And we, we just started reading books with each other. And right now we're on the His Dark Materials trilogy. So I'm looking. Oh, I never heard like the Golden Compass, Subtle Night. Oh, I've, I've yeah. seen them. Yeah. I don't know what they are, though. Yeah. Fantastic, like science fantasy novels. But uh, yeah, I'll check those out, too, because any, any, more, any more reason to dive into Bioshock, I'm in. Dude, yeah. I'm telling you, it's yeah. it's really good. And, and mm -hmm. I don't want to ruin anything, like I said, but one of the literal main characters in the entire game, his history and how all of that developed is in that book. It's awesome. Oh, sick. Yeah, okay, I'm cool. gonna have to get, get on. Yeah, it's real good. Mm -hmm. um, all right, back on track here. Borderlands 4. So this kind of came out of nowhere this week, but uh, there was a rumor that we didn't report on because it seemed like a bullshit rumor, and it, it was was mm -hmm. that some other studio was developing a new Borderlands spinoff game and Gearbox was helping them. Randy Pitchford came out and said, no, that's not true at all. If any Borderlands game is in development, we're the ones making it. And he then followed that up with, we are working on the big one uh, for Borderlands um, internally at Gearbox. So obviously he's referring to Borderlands 4, which is uh, kind of good in a way because I love Borderlands. Um, you know, whether or not, it depends where you sit on Borderlands 3. I think from a gameplay perspective, it's fantastic. Uh, I think many people agree. I'm not far stretched to say that story-wise, nothing beats Borderlands 2 and Handsome Jack. Um, but it's going to be kind of interesting to see where they go with Borderlands 4 because just my opinion, but some of the looting, shooting, it didn't feel stale. It's still really fun, right? But they didn't change enough, I don't think, in Borderlands 3 is my opinion. So I, I, I wanted to ask you guys, Dan, I know you play Mo, you haven't really gotten into Borderlands. You tried recently, Hector. I don't mm -hmm. know if you play it, but I just wanted to throw it out to you guys to say, if you were sitting there making Borderlands 4, what would you do to that series to kind of freshen it up? What would you like to see out of it? Dan, I'll start with you, man. I mean, you know, the, the biggest thing with Borderlands has always been the loot. You know, so it, it's, it's and like you said, it, it felt, I think it felt kind of stale. You know, it's just, there wasn't as many, I know with Borderlands 2, it was always like, okay, I'm going to go farm this guy till I get this, you know, weapon, or I might have to do it a few times to try to get this god-rolled weapon, you know, legendary, whatever it is. And this one, I just, 
it was harder for me because it just didn't seem like um, it was so story, so very story heavy. And I really didn't care for the twins very mm-hmm. much. Um, and, and, and you, they kind of peaked with like handsome Jack and number two. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's hard. It's just like far cry, you know, when they, in three, when they, they had Boz and it, it's just, it's hard to kind of go to the next one and not have that, you know, big bad that has as much charisma and as much, you know, flair as the one so, before him does. So, so Borderlands so, three had the dark Knight problem. Yes. The dark Knight problem. Yeah. 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 When you hit. Yeah. I mean, because nobody can replace, you know, yeah. The Joker. Heath Ledger. It, the, the, yeah. Heath Ledger. Yeah. And it's, it's, I don't know, man. It, like I just got done installing Borderlands three actually, cause I wanted to jump back in and they, they, they do so much. Like it's almost too much. Cause you know, it, it was like the division, like eventually you got to get to it. We came back, you know, recently and, <clears throat> and it was like, man, we got to refigure everything out. Remember what yeah. everything does, figure out whatever they all, all the stuff they added. Borderlands did that. And then some, you know, plus with like DLC story DLCs, which are great. And they're always funny and they do a good job with the writing. It's just, there, there's so much now that I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. And I'm just, I'm lost. So now yeah. it's just like, well, I'm just going to play the storylines, I guess. And, and, you know, call it good, you know, but that's, that's not why I played them. You know, that's not why I played two. That was always one of the things where that new loot was always pushing you. So I don't know. I, I think they could, you know, I just hope they can find somebody as charismatic as handsome Jack, you know, and, and that's going to be a tall order. So, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely going to be hard. Hector, did you ever play these games, man? You, I know you said you don't really get into shooters as much, but Borderlands ever hit with you? Yeah, I, I dipped my toes into Borderlands 2. Uh, I played it when it first came out, and that was one okay. of those games I just had to really push myself to finish. Okay. Um, just because the loot wasn't really, like, it doesn't really speak to me. Like, the looting and the shooting, really. It's, it's more just, like, them. the characters. Yeah, the characters and, um, like, the RPG factors of it is what really made me, like, the gameplay essentially is what really like drove okay. me to complete it. But man, I absolutely adore tales from the borderlands. Yeah. 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 I played that with my fiance recently. I played it before then. And just like, I love those games just because they're just the story and the characters and like the universe of borderlands has always enticed me. It's the gameplay of it really, or not the gameplay, the, um, yeah, the more or less like the looter shooter part of it that like really like kind of turns me off and gets me bored more or less, but I, I don't know, I have to really be in the mode like to like, you know, play it. Yeah. Gotcha. So uh, I would presume then for Borderlands four, you would prefer that they kind of go more story driven and kind of drive character development more than adding another 8 billion guns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Like just give me a reason just to keep going through the story missions or even going to the side missions, like really flesh those out and give those a lot of character and the humor that it's known for, right? Yeah. Tales from the mm-hmm. Borderland had me bust out laughing <laughs> at the stuff that they were, they were doing, what's going on, even the music choices. So if they could like carry over that same vibe, even from Borderlands 2, where they had some really cool Easter eggs, then yeah, I'm down for it. I'll definitely check it out. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Mo, you you shaking your head. You're in the same camp. Yeah, I was in the same camp a bit, but I told you before, man, my problem with Borderlands is jumping into two um, right after playing Diablo. Yes, completely, yeah. di- completely different genres, right? But 
the Diablo looting itself, because I was brand new to that, and the looting system itself in Diablo, to me, it was just so perfect. Right? I'm, and then when I got to Borderlands 2, granted, yeah, there were some dated aspects, you know, in terms of the the, the, the mechanics when compared to 3. Yeah. But I didn't feel like the looting was as satisfying, or the grinding, to me, was as satisfying as a game like Diablo, for instance. Yeah, right? not many are. Now, my whole thing on this is, you know, again, I'm... I don't want to talk out of my ass because I'm not, the, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the series, so I don't really know where they can improve or what they can't improve. What I can say is I don't want to, you really have to look at two different sides to this because no matter what releases from the series, it's going to end up being successful. So they can either approach it with the call of duty, you know, with they can either do it, the call of duty approach where they know that if they just keep adding to it or, or whatnot, it'll continue to sell. Or if they really do care, they can just kind of, I don't want to say rebrand because you don't want to alienate people or yeah. just change up. Uh, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I, I I don't know where they can go with it. Do I? Would I want more story? Yes. Right. Like when I when I played Borderlands 2, for instance, with Jordan and Elu, I wasn't too engaged with the story. Now, these guys told me the story is excellent, but yeah. I think it also has to do with the fact that I was playing with people. Right. So it really takes you out of the. It, you lose the immersion when you're playing with people and shooting the shit and talking in a, in a, in a party chat and whatnot. So, but yeah, they could go anywhere. I mean, the, 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 honestly, I, even if they make a four and wasn't there, didn't they say, I thought there was a report that gearbox is assisting. No, that was the rumor. That's fake. Yeah. Oh, so that was the fake one. Okay. Yeah. So they are actually doing it. And the other thing too, is what's the name of the, of that uh, group that bought them? Um, the one that bought gearbox or recently Embracer acquired group? them. Yeah, I mean they they I'm pretty sure they acquired Embracer Group for this specific reason. Borderlands is very very it's very successful and it's very profitable. Yeah, it's a huge idea. You know I mean, yeah. So, the, I'll, I'll, for all intents and purposes, I think Gearbox that's really where they shine. You know, Borderlands it's clearly not going to be Battleborn like I was telling you yesterday. It's not going to be another <laughs> Battleborn. You know, so Aliens, Colonial Marines too. Oh God! Oh, man. <laughs> no, expect some crossover between that Borderlands movie and the next Borderlands game, man. Skins, yeah. guns, yeah. wherever—it's gonna yeah. be there. That's mm -hmm. true too. Uh, mm -hmm. We won't talk casting so far in that movie because, good lord, I don't know what to do. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah I, I'm kind of with you. I, I'd like to see—you know—we talked about Resident Evil Seven doing such justice to Resident Evil as a franchise. Um, and kind of keeping that perfect mix of old and new and freshening it up. And mm -hmm. Borderlands, I think at this point, needs something to that degree. I mean, the, the IP is over 10 years old. Mm -hmm. um, the games are really similar, even though they expanded gameplay and some of the customization. It just it needs something fresh, I think. Yeah. So Yeah. So I would. Yeah. It needs yeah. it. And the thing is, is when you tell people that, whenever you tell people that it needs to be like, for instance, you know, the, you know, all the, the, this whole shit that's been going on about Halo Infinite, for instance, for the last few days, right? For the last couple of days, ever since that former artist was talking about it, yeah. right? Or ever since he said, you know, how, what he, what his expectations of the game uh, to be. Who do you, I don't know if you saw who since came out and said his comments were taken the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. But the thing, of course, of course they were taken the wrong way. Everything's always <laughs> yeah. taken the wrong way. But the thing is, is when you say, you know, because it's it's like a matter of sensitivity. Whenever you're talking about rebooting, or not rebooting, but like just adding some fresh perspective to a franchise so it doesn't get stale. Okay, yeah. one of the recent, one of the more, one of the best examples of the most recent examples is God of War. 
right? Now, yeah, when you yeah. say that, people are like, well, God of War didn't do anything revolutionary. No one said anything about revolutionary. <laughs> All it did was just take the old formula and improve upon it. That's it. I love God of War. It didn't do anything revolutionary. Of course it didn't. But but what it did is take this one-dimensional character, okay, and give him layers, yep. all right, and, and make, in my opinion, make the gameplay at least better and the world better, okay? I mean, that's improving. That's changing up on the formula. You know I mean? And that's the thing. Like, I think that's what they can do. If what the Borderlands fans are saying, like, I mean, if they kind of feel like, you don't want you don't want to get to that point, and I'm going to reference God of War again because God of War three, for instance, on the PlayStation three, that yeah. was everyone loved it, right? And then Ascension comes out, and everybody's like, "Man, we're tired of this shit," right? And Ascension <laughs> tanked, and the series sat dormant for like ten years. All right, so you don't want to get to that point. Yeah, sure, it'll it'll continue to have its fans, but I think if they really do care about the franchise, and obviously they do, they'll definitely inject some flavor into it to just change it up and make it fresh at least yeah. just f feel a little bit fresh so yeah, yeah basically i agree yeah yeah i think that's fair and there, there's a lot of characters that are kind of beloved in the borderlands universe as well and i think they if they can figure out a way to kind of capitalize on that you know a lot of people are saying bring handsome jack back and it's like well i don't know if that's the right solution just because he was so good in two doesn't mean you just kind of go and try and throw him in a sequel 10 years later to try and make the game better that doesn't seem like the best idea to me well, they, mm -hmm. they kind of tried, I mean, they, they entered, you know, they, they had that DLC where you go to his, you know, casino and stuff. Yeah, yeah I, just, he, I just finished it a couple weeks ago. He, he's, he's, stuff like that, just leave it alone. You yeah. know, I mean, it, it was, he was perfect the way he was. It was a great arc and that's it. You know, that's it. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Now for me, it's like, I, I haven't, again, I haven't delved too much into the franchise, but I feel like Borderlands is one of those franchise or ip that can really take risks and yeah. have some people be okay with it and then you know we'll see what the spectrum lies yeah um but I, I feel like they just throw silly putty at the wall and see what sticks man you know have, have those creative and diverse ideas just go about they, they have the talent they they have the progress so might as well you know yeah mm -hmm. no doubt no doubt and uh, ip is huge like we said i mean the fans are going to be there i'll be there um yes you know so is what it is Mm -hmm. Joe, what's happening, brother? Jay, ready? What's going on? All right, let's get into some of this interesting conversation we saw come out this week. Is kind of fascinating, and I'm, you know, there's tons of different aspects that you can cover on this, um, but I, I don't, you know, want to spend too much time on it because it, we could go on forever. But Epic versus Apple, uh, which is turning into a no pun intended epic battle in this court case, right? But I think what is really interesting about this is that we're getting to see behind the scenes, really, behind the curtains of these companies and their negotiations and yeah. their conversations, which we have never seen before, uh, not to this level. Mm -mm. And it is effing fascinating. Yes, it, it is. is. <laughs> it is it's amazing the thing in the world. Yeah, this it is, is crazy. That's so good. And all the tea was spilled, and they just had a pot and just threw it on the floor now. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's so <laughs> good. Who would have thought? Like people were saying, this is gonna be a big gaming week. There's gonna be a lot of news. I don't think people expected this at all. No, no, this is uh, this is wild. So there's a lot of different things, and uh, you know, if there's a specific aspect you guys want to touch on here, let me know or just shout it out.
But uh, two things kind of I put on our notes here, really, right, is is the one around that obviously escalated for obvious reasons is around PlayStation and crossplay, right? Mm-hmm. And that is that, you know, we, we've known for a few years that if, if you read situations or read p- people well, you knew Sony was bullshitting about their reasons for not supporting crossplay, right? Uh, you could just tell. It, yeah. And so now we know that that was a fact. Um, and that they were the only company that basically saying, hey, there's no business reason for us to do this unless you're going to pay us extra money, um, <laughs> which which is, you know, that I guess at the end of the day, that's business. That's that, that's that's the that's a lemonade lemonade stand guy uh, look, charging uh, you to get a cup to get the lemonade. You know, <laughs> look, dude, oh, the way I looked at this is, is like you, you can't defend it, right? But you but you can't be surprised by it either. Like exactly, I mean, you, right. you, you know how it is in the, you know this gaming community, man. If you defend something like, oh, you're a fan, like, nah, of course. Does it look shitty? Yeah, optics suck. Yeah, you're charging you're charging Epic to allow others, you know, to play with your with your uh, customer base, right? Yeah. Yes, optics do suck. At the end of the day, man. It really goes off of what you were saying, Ains, is because we got this behind-the-scenes look at this type of shit that nobody is privy to. Yeah. Every single day, these conglomerates pull this type of crap. Every day. Look at the banter that we saw between Apple Apple and Epic in the emails, right, and whatnot. Or even, like, Tim Cook saying about Tim... What was it? About Tim Sweeney? Holy what shit, dude. That, that was perhaps the best email in the whole... Oh my God! Tim <laughs> Sweeney yes. reaching out to Apple, but basically... <laughs> In his geeky way, and, and I mean that in a in a positive way, he's like a, a brilliant mind, right? And he's like, here's X, Y, Z, A, B, C on why you want to fix all these network issues. It was like a page long, and Tim Cook just goes, is this one of the guys that showed up at our, one of our auditions? And I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, that the was, disrespect. That's crazy. The disrespect. Is he the custodian? <laughs> who is this guy? But he, definitely, he definitely put off the, who are you? Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, and I guess oh, when you're the CEO of Apple, you can do that, right? But oh yeah, um, oh my God, it's just that just reminded me of like the whole Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, it's, I'm Star Lord. Who? Who? Star Lord? Man, come on. Yeah, but, <laughs> I, the whole point of really the whole point of it is like, man, this is this type of shit happens every day, right? Like, yeah. I don't give a fuck who's good or who's not. I don't care who's a good guy or who's a bad guy. At the end of the day, you're the consumer and you get to benefit off of it. If PlayStation is charging Epic to play crossplay, fine. I'm not paying extra on my PS Plus to to, to play it to play. Uh, I get with people, you know. Uh, like we are not the ones that are gonna that are paying for it. If that's something that's between them, that's fine. Every single, you know, every single conglomerate that you support, whether it's Apple or whoever it is, they all pull this type of shit behind the scenes, right? It's sure it's drama to talk about, you know. And again, optics do suck. I mean, it looks bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. But I, I, I mean, even in my role, right? And we're we're miles below the level we're talking about here, right? But there's plenty of times where. I got to be careful what I say here. Okay, let me say it this way. <laughs> let me back up. I was walking into a bad place right there. Um, so let's just say that companies, right, when, when they make a decision to spend money on something, right, no matter what it is, don't be fooled to thinking that they're just willing to throw money away for no reason, right? Yes. Like everything has a financial decision behind it. And I thought that was one of the emails that really stood out from Gio Corsi, who's no longer with PlayStation. Um, but his email back to Epic was very clear on that. It was, oh, I understand all the ways in which this benefits you and the consumers. He's like, I don't see how this benefits PlayStation as a business. It's that simple. 
-hmm. It's that simple. Yes. Um, And that's just a matter of fact. If you think any of these companies on a daily basis are making decisions as your friend because they can, you are out of your mind. Yes. I promise you, you're out of your mind. If yes. anything, Microsoft and the other companies was like, "Damn, we should have charged for that." <laughs> like, now, but they now all gouge clear. each other. They and all gouge each other somehow or somewhere. <laughs> and I said this on I said this on Cast Co-op uh, on Thursday. But let's be clear, right? There are aspects of companies and decisions they make that are more consumer friendly. We've talked sure. about that, yeah, right? Yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Xbox, Absolutely. when you look yeah. at what they've done with uh, backwards compatibility, for example, oh yeah, um, the the engineering that's gone into that, the time, the money, the man hours, uh, that that's not free. And I can almost guarantee, I can't guarantee you because I don't have the numbers, but I can almost guarantee you that as a net a net line item on Xbox's spreadsheets, that's a mm-hmm. that's in the red, meaning that costs them money that they're not fully making back, right? Oh yeah, but oh, yeah. don't. You'd be remiss if you're not also thinking, hey, this is an angle that we can sell our ecosystem on, right? They're still thinking about it from a long-term engagement perspective. Mm-hmm. If they didn't feel that that was in any way Perfect. beneficial, like it wasn't helping engagement, wasn't helping their ecosystem, wasn't helping xCloud or these mm-hmm. all these other things they have going on, they wouldn't have done it. They yes. just wouldn't have done it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, yeah. And it's just, that's a matter okay. of fact. But at the end of the day, it's business and it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like when they uh, when they said that how epic was losing money on the epic store but they were doing it for long-term engagement you know with all the money that they're paying these developers or publishers yes. to get the games over for free and look how much so what did they say they they, they lost like i forgot Almost how many million yeah they lost that but then look how much they made in revenue of course. right yeah so and then they said they're like well we're losing here but we're thinking long term and man it's working for xbox dude because that's something that's one of the most appreciated aspects about the console itself i love it it's the so. same we've talked about it right same investment they're doing with game pass yeah. is you're mm-hmm. you're gonna invest now for long-term success yeah. absolutely it, it, it's, the school, it's the old school model you gotta spend money to make money exactly you know? exactly and these companies as big as they are um obviously microsoft bigger than anyone can afford to take a loss early if they think it's going to make them long-term revenue. Um, you know, I, again, going miles, miles below where this is, even in my role, we look at things in three, five-year sets, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, this may be in the red in year one, even year two, but by year yeah. three, it's making a profit and it'll make profit every year thereafter, oh, yeah. right? So it makes sense. And, and they're just doing that at a much, much broader level where you're in the billions of dollars. Um but it's just, it's amazing. One thing, another thing that jumped out to me, guys, on this is. Wait, we, hold we on for a second. About, let, me, let me jump in here for this. Yeah, go one. ahead. So I, I want to make sure we get this correctly. Like, but it's not like they're just saying, hey, you need to pay us, right? What they're saying is we're bringing this giant player base yep. to your game, yes. right? And we would like to make sure that we don't get screwed out of revenues to that you know let's say somebody goes and buys b bucks on the iphone and then jumps on their playstation you know their yes. accounts are linked right yep. yes and it was you know it, it was a very like it was like 80 something percent i don't know what the hell the percentages were mm-hmm. right so really this isn't i mean most people don't do that so i think that number in the end even as much as that stuff makes is very very small Mm-hmm. You know, as far as like, like I said, I'm playing 
whatever. And I go to, I go to the iPhone store and I play Fortnite on my iPhone. I buy $30 worth of V bucks. Sony is saying, Hey, we just want to make sure that we're making money, you know, but not everybody is doing this. That was their fear for the whole sure. crossplay thing. It wasn't that we're just, you're going to pay us money. They wanted to protect that revenue stream. If you're going to sit there and use all of their services, you know, we should probably, you know, we're bringing, we're bringing the people is what they were saying. Yeah. So, uh, yeah yes. Almost all of that is correct, except for payments were made from Epic to PlayStation. Yeah. Okay. That were not made to say Xbox. Right. Because they didn't have that requirement because correct. Xbox yes, maybe yes, wasn't yes, bringing, yes. you know, and that's what they were worried about. If you go into a restaurant, all right. And you bring in some fucking food from somebody else's place and you're like, I want a table and give me some water. What else can I get you? Nothing. I'm not buying anything here. I'm just going to eat in your place, take up a spot, and, you know, sure. no. I'm going to kick that dude out the freaking door <laughs> yeah. in a second. Look, I, I have no problem with their arrangement because mm -hmm. it protects their business. Yes. You know, they don't have 8 million revenue streams mm -hmm. like Xbox does. They have this and some electronics. And that's yes. it. So they have to be very, very careful. And like you guys said, it's business. They have to be very, very careful what they let go of. So I don't think it was as big of a deal as everybody was making. I think that's it was. Not, it, it, yeah. I mean, they're like, oh, they're chart. Yeah. But that's part, you know, that's a huge part of the revenue stream. They brought in like 40% or more of Fortnite's, you know, what a DLC or whatever the hell they charge of V-Bucks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, they, the report just came out where, like, I think, like, what well, Fortnite was making more money on PlayStations and right. even mobile. Yeah, forty-one like, on any other platform. It, it yeah, was like forty-one percent like, just on Sony's side, if I remember. Right, that's huge. Yeah, so that's you, huge, why would you man. not want to protect that revenue stream? So they're just saying, okay, listen, we just want to make sure we're still getting our shit, yeah. you know, and where people aren't, you know, jumping on other consoles. You know, I don't think it was necessarily the cross-play issue. It was more of, you know. I want to protect our money. Well, and no, I mean, it's based on money, but it still affected crossplay. Well, again, it did. Yeah, it did. But again, as a as a consumer, right? We always say, and especially right. you, always say, focus on the consumer. Yeah. Because now you're defending the business. I so, don't care. I mean, I'm no, what, I, what I'm saying is, I'm I get it from my point of view. Like no, no, if no, I were, if I were I, Sony, no, you always say, forget about what the business is doing. Worry yes. about the consumer. Right. In this case, as a consumer, you can't play crossplay because of what Sony is doing. Right. So I'm saying I understand what Sony's doing. I get it. It's a business. That's kind of what I'm saying. But, but be careful saying it's not a problem because now you're now you're taking the opposite approach you normally take as a consumer. No, no, no. no. And me, I don't care. Like generally, I'm just saying, I'm if I put my my business goggles on yeah. and I go, oh, that makes sense. You know, back in the 360. Microsoft flat out blocked the same shit, you know, for different reasons, whatever it was, because they're, we were afraid that they're, you know, they, they, they pride their network and Xbox live. That's fine. I don't have any problem with that either. Do your thing. But I'm saying, you know, it wasn't because of like a revenue stream, but they're not charging, you know, like, like Mo said, I'm not paying for it. No, you know, no, you know I mean, just, it's, it's just like, if you, if you're on Xbox, we're just using an example, and it didn't right. affect me either. But if I'm on Xbox and you're on PlayStation and we right. can't play together because of this. Right. Let, that, me, ask you, let me ask you another question. Yeah. Like, no bullshit. Yeah. How much have you 
cross-played, maybe not with PC, but like Sony and like a lot, because I have never done it willingly or knowingly, I should say. Like even on Xbox games, like on Sea of Thieves, I shut off the PC crossplay because I'm not playing with those people. That's insane. I'm just gonna, you know, yeah, but I, so you're, you're, going, you're going anecdotal again. Well, I'm just saying. Well, I mean, what, how much do we use it? I'm just comparing that yeah. to the amount of people bitching about it mm-hmm. is what I'm getting to. You know, yeah. we're, we're getting to the point where it's just like, listen, you're, you're complaining about something that doesn't really affect you because you don't even use it. Yeah. You know, no. that, that's what bothers me. It's I, not that, I know, you know, but Dan, this is where we always end up in these conversations. And I always end by saying, stop letting people bitching annoy you so much. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but that's the thing. It's the people that, you know, they shouldn't be, you know, it's like it's oh, drama, hey, dude. No, 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 but it's a drama, man. It's part of it. That's, but it's drama, us. That's the problem. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's like these random dudes. It's people that I know that are just like, and it's bad optics, like you said. It's yeah, terrible. It looks stupid. Yeah, for Sony to do something like this. That's the worst part about this whole thing. Like it, for them as a brand, it's you know. But yeah. people also don't really delve into it. They just see, oh, Sony's charging Epic. Crossplay, but it's not that simple, is what yeah, I mean. But how many people do you how many people? I mean, look at it, man. We joke around about it all the time. It's like seeing the headline of an article and not even clicking on the article and commenting underneath it yeah. in the fucking thread, right? Yeah, it That's always happens. Right? Yeah, I know, but 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 and, and yeah, if you want to look at the details, yeah, the details are there available, but they know most people are not going to look into it now. Yeah, man, it's not really a, it's not an excuse, you know. That's why I was saying earlier for me as the consumer, I don't give a shit. You know, they can fucking do whatever they want as long as I'm not, uh, as long as I'm benefiting, as long as I'm the one that's benefiting and not having to pay an extra penny out of my pocket, that's fine. However, yeah. though, if you really go back and you look, man, you know, because he, I, I was, I was reading a, uh, a, I was reading something over here. It says, you know, about holding the industry back or locking the items on that platform. Yeah, sure, I, I understand that, but. That's how these big industry, that's how these big companies work too, man. You know, there's leverage. You know, if you really go back to the back and forth emails between them, you know, when they were talking about it, Epic is like, well, we're not changing. And Sony's like, well, we got a hundred million players that we have over here. So what do you want to do? Right. And then Epic comes back and they're like, okay, we'll, we'll put, we'll put tournaments. We'll make you guys look like this. We'll make you guys look like this. So yeah, Epic did everything they could. Yeah. I mean, it's not, there is something to be gained on both sides, guys. And really the whole issue is. This is going to happen, whether it's the phone that you're carrying or the fucking monitor that you're looking at or the TV that you're buying. These, <laughs> this type of shit happens all the time between these companies. It happens all the time. You know what I mean? So, oh, and, yeah. th- and this is just the first time we are seeing it. But for years, we've never seen, you know, like we've never cared, you know, unless yeah. like something sneaks out. So, yeah, it, just makes, it just makes me uh, wonder if Sony is also doing this with Capcom. Square Enix for Final Fantasy 14 and Street Fighter. Those are mm-hmm. crossplay with PC and PS4 and PS5. So, yeah, you can imagine. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, we obviously we don't know because we're not privy. As we were saying, right, we're not privy to all these documents. But it, it certainly wouldn't be surprising, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, there's no way that Sony's only doing this for Epic, right? They're obviously doing it from a business perspective. Yeah, now um, when they call each other the best friends. It, it's not just that, too. If you look at the, I'm sorry, uh, you know, I know we're, we've been on this topic, but there's also that thing where it says that in order to do crossplay, uh, you have to meet a certain quota. Uh, the, the game itself has to meet a certain quota in PSN revenue, right? And if it crosses a certain quota, then you would be relieved of that monthly charge that you're supposed to be giving. I can't remember what the post yeah, was, there, but there it is was. a chart. 
Yeah, remember that chart? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. there is a certain quota. I mean, but that's the thing, right? And the whole conversation, Dan, why it was in their defense, why mm. it was being made a big deal is because this type of quota isn't going to affect the big games. It's not mm. going to affect Fortnite, Warzone, Call of Duty, whatever the fuck it is, right? That All that stuff is going – they're going to meet that quota monthly, and they're going to be completely they, – they, they don't have to technically pay Sony for the crossplay. But the other games, the smaller games, you know, that might be the ones that people are complaining about. Those are the ones that might have to be subject to that, you know, to, to, to that monthly charge or whatever it is until they meet a certain number. And it could so, be developers that don't have the billions, yes, you know, exactly. that they're making like yes. the War Zones, like the yes. Fortnite success. Mm -hmm. I mean, isn't that, you know, kind of on them for not making a game that people like? I mean, I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> if you put out a quality product, people are going to buy the shit. You know, I'm sorry. Oh, that's how man. business works. That's how business works. <laughs> Are you? Let me say, do you know that the McDonald's doesn't have the B the DLT anymore? You know why? Because you're, you're saying that because they're not as big as Fortnite or Warzone, they don't deserve that. to have crossplay because they're I'm not saying that. But you, you, and you, you, have, you can pay the money, right? <laughs> what are you doing? You can, but you're paying such a small percentage of, of of you know if you're if you if you're sold like a hundred dollars worth of stuff and somebody's like, well, that's fifteen bucks. You got to give us or whatever it is. You know, because you bought it somewhere else, which I don't understand if that even happens. Like, I've never bought something on my Xbox that I went over to PlayStation and said, oh, I got all this, you know, everything carried over. So, again, that's anecdotal. That's you. You but, can't use your own experience. But I'm saying I am, I am the majority here. We're, we're, we're not selling so enough lemonade to sell these cups. People, <laughs> right? But that's, I mean, we have the topic as a discussion topic, right? So, obviously, it's, Somebody either, you know, I mean, it's pertinent, I guess. Yeah. It's a big story. But it's really, eh, you know what? As consumers, it doesn't affect me. Because, no, one, I don't play Fortnite. That's exactly who it is affecting. It's Consumer. not affecting me. I. That's what I said. You're only <laughs> looking at yourself. You're not that's, looking at consumers. But why would you look at anybody else? Who cares about John across the street that's, Paying extra money for V bucks, I don't oh, give a look shit. Look at the comment on the screen, Jay Ritty, Him and his friends play crossplay all the time. I know for a fact Joe and Luke play crossplay all the time. Yeah, Joe and Luke. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. All I'm saying <laughs> is that if you go and you, where does Luke play on his Xbox, Xbox, probably right? PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, right. He plays a lot of outriders. Like we're playing our MLB Show League, and it's right. crossplay. Right. Some people are on PlayStation. Some people on Xbox. Right. But they're not going to go and buy, you know, stubs on Xbox and then jump over to PlayStation and use their stubs. Uh, Joe does. He's Ooh. told me he does. He's played games on both platforms. So I'm because sure it's cheaper? What? I didn't hear you. Because it, don't bunch me up with that D-Bag. Joe cracks me up. Because mm -hmm. no, it's cheaper on Xbox? Oh, so I I'm don't saying, know why it's, it's, it. I think I'm just saying he does it. See, he just said I do. He's right here in the chat. <laughs> But I, okay, ask, ask Joe, why does he do that? Because it's a, it's got a discount on it through Game Pass. It doesn't matter why he does it. It, does it doesn't matter. matter. It, I'm, I'm telling you, this is such a blown out of proportion thing, like in the news. I, I mean, I, it's, okay. I agree. Look, I agree. I, but I think it's only that, Dan, because Sony's the only one doing it. If everyone did it, I don't think anyone would care. I think it's because they're not, like I said, they're not Xbox. They're, they have to protect these smaller revenue streams as a business that makes sense. And we said that, you know, it, it's not, you know, they, they, they can't afford to go out and buy 
Bethesda for seven billion dollars. They can't afford. It. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's a it's a whole different approach, and we're okay with whatever it is until it affects doesn't even affect us, you know, for the most part, you know, and then it all of a sudden it becomes an issue because it gets because it's bad optics. It's like look what Sony's doing. Oh, this is garbage. Yeah, it's just but it like, really it's like a company having like making its cake and eating it too. Right. You know? Just if you if nobody saw these documents, right? Yeah, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Right. Yeah, I know. Matter. So nobody would be saying, "Look, well, well, Sony's bad." No, but we, we, <laughs> yeah, Sony's no, hold bad. on, hold on, hold on, because the conversation about Sony's Sony evil cosplay uh, has been a conversation for years now. Yeah, because they, yeah. they they gave some bullshit reasons earlier on. You know, but I mean, that's well, exactly what we're talking about. You guys well, are saying it wouldn't be a conversation. If we no, no, Ains, Ains, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your initial quote. What was it that you said? No, we just said you guys just said it wouldn't be a conversation if we didn't see these documents, but it has sure. been. We've been talking about Sony blocking crossplay then for why, years. You know, we, we, oh, we no, 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 no. We're talking no, about yeah. this specific conversation about paying, about having, about yeah, having. Now we epic. know why. Yes, yeah, yeah that's what I, I should have yeah. been more clear. That's what I meant. No, no, okay. what you're saying, absolutely, yeah, of course. We we knew that. And and, and and the same thing Dan said, right? This this doesn't just apply to Sony. Microsoft mm -hmm. has done this stuff. Nintendo yeah. don't even get us started on with I the copyright and anymore. the stuff they do. So I mean, <laughs> they all do it. I'm not. We're not saying that. I, I think what we're yeah. saying, or at least here, I'll sum it up this way. Okay. I understand why Sony's doing it. I don't blame them for doing it. They're a business. Everything you guys said. But at the end of the day, it is having an impact, a negative impact yes. on some players. That's it. Absolutely. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with you, Dan. You're not talking about 80% of players. It's a small percentage. Very but small it's, percentage. Still, it's still some people are being impacted. Uh, you know what, man? Let me just yeah, – who's, who's calling out – Who's calling out so uh, Xbox but not Sony? I, I I don't understand, dude. Like nobody's calling out Xbox but not Sony. It's a conversation. It's just a conversation, okay? Like no, they all do it in some. Form. I mean, they everybody do does it. it, dude. Nobody's calling out anything. There's no, you, I <laughs> you literally just got done calling out Sony for. We just got done calling out Sony for bad optics, and all of a sudden, like, oh, well, how does Xbox fit into this? Nobody's calling them out. Jeez. <laughs> Marco Super Chat. <laughs> this is perfect timing. Insert pithy and ironically witty comment here. <laughs> Sarko, thanks, man. Appreciate the Super Chat. All right. This went way off larger than I expected it to. This is great, though, man. Yes. Yeah, this, this is the, this is the, the most in-depth awesome. I've had on this ever. It's, 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 just, it's just bullshit. It's just bullshit news that we we get into and people run with it without actually understanding what the whole thing is behind it and i think that's garbage i think that's garbage because it's always you know one company or the other did something wrong like, look, when, when when they're all doing it something to that you know and that's the thing is, no, my yeah. whole thing my whole thing is look man and, and 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 everybody just wants to listen to opinions yeah. to tag you, right? It's like yes. if you have an opinion, this is the way Twitter and, and YouTube works. As soon as you give an opinion, everybody wants to tag you about what your allegiance uh, about where your allegiance is. I don't give a fuck about either one of them. There is no allegiance with me. It's who provides me a service and how I pay. Now, going back to that, right? Going back to why I ended up saying that is because. Again, we were talking about optics, right? Yes, of course it looks shitty. At the end of the day, Microsoft is not your friend either. 
Nope. Nintendo is not your friend. Nintendo is charging you 60 bucks for fucking old games and you have no problem paying them. 30 million of them are being sold Breathe. every single year. Breathe, Mo. No one, Breathe, Mo. I'm just saying, bro, no one... No, there, there is no exception to the rule. You still paid Microsoft 500 for the console and you're still paying them $15 a month for Game Pass Ultimate and you're still buying games from them and using their services. Every single company makes money off of you. There is no good friend. Just because Phil Spencer plays video games, it doesn't mean he's your friend. It's just, it's optics. He's a gamer. I love the guy. He's great. Yes, yeah. Phil Spencer, great. Jim Ryan, shitty. Yes, okay. But at the end of the day, it's all optics. It's how they can sell you the service. You are a piggy bank. And that's all you are. And that's all you ever will be. And until the day you go to Phil Spencer's house and cut a fucking Thanksgiving turkey with him (laughs) to to disprove me, then fine. (laughs) Like, enough with this shit, man. Like, you have to be Xbox, PlayStation, Democrat, Republican. Get out of here with that. Who cares? No, just enjoy it. (laughs) Even video games need labeling. I don't want to be labeled. Here's my two consoles. Here's Master Chief. Don't label me. I'm looking. I'm looking for a white flag. I need, I need, I need, I need hosting help. I think. I think Dude, I'm Master sorry, man. I just I lost my shit. I'm so sick of this labeling I, with with gaming. Yeah. Like we don't need I labels. Think Master Chief in the background just like held up his gun real quick. It was like aiming a little oh. bit. He was like, let me just see this guy out real quick. He's talking way too much, right? Oh. Jesus Christ, oh. man. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Do not label me. I will buy anything and everything I want. I don't want to be labeled. And fuck Nintendo. I'm not buying their $60 remasters. You already bought like nine of them. Don't yes, I did. But I'm saying it now. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. oh, my God, man. Right. Ooh, I'm sorry, guys. Oh, video games. I'm so I'm sorry, I, I can't, I can't top that rant. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That was man. the That's show it. today, guys. That was great. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know where the hell we are right now. I'm lost. No, I'm lost. Um, <laughs> that was good stuff. Well, what, in all, in, in all seriousness, and we talk about this all the time offline. You know, no matter the goodwill, no matter what's happening, at the end of the day. You know, Mo is 100% correct. These are companies selling you a service. Stop thinking they're your friends. They're not. Sure, some will do things that are on, on visually yeah, better. Yes. Some things will do yeah. things that are visually worse. Sometimes companies get it right. Sometimes they get it wrong. At the end of the day, they're all still have a bottom line that they're trying to improve. That's it. Mm-hmm. All right. Big Cat, oh. <laughs> Sarko said Big Cat 165 <laughs> is going to be naked and afraid with Mo. <laughs> uh, I'm not hosting that one. No. I'm off that week. Yeah, <laughs> I love you, Sarko. Awesome, but I love you, Sarko. Oh, man. All right. So let's move on to – Jesus Christ. Let's move on to one of the more exciting things of this real quick. And that was, in all this documentation, getting away from all this bullcrap we just talked mm-hmm. about, right, there was a document showing game releases. Mm-hmm. And Xbox had to show – well, m- many multiple companies had to show their game releases, but Xbox – they had this document. I don't know if you guys saw it, right? It was a spreadsheet. Every game was about a line item like that big, right? Like a single line. And it showed all the, the releases that have come out, right? And then it showed the rest of 2021 into 2022. And there were blocks, like page blocks that were redacted, that were blacked out because they obviously legally haven't announced those games yet um, or have them on a scheduled release date. And so from an excitement standpoint, 
Um, I thought that was really great because we've been talking for obviously a long time now about when are all these games going to start hitting. And it definitely sounds like they have some surprises coming that may be sooner than we think because there were a lot of games that were blacked out on that list. Did you guys see that? Yeah, just big blocks of like text are just completely blocked out, which I was like, wow. Okay, we're yeah. playing. We're messing around. We're messing around here. We're, when's E three? Another month? Okay, I got you booked now. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, know. you know, that's always the hope, right? Is that you see a lot of good stuff at this big show? So we'll see. Yeah, I saw that thing. It's it's every single game that we've already seen and heard of. <laughs> you know, I mean, like everything redacted. I'm like, what is the point of this? <laughs> what is the point of this document if everything that we already know exists is not redacted. So exactly, you know, yeah. Initially, yeah. I felt cool for getting it. You know, I remember I emailed Ains. I'm like, hey, hey, look, look, look at this. And then I looked at it. I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's kind of funny, right? Because you have to imagine that all they know all these documents, like the emails, right? We talked about yeah. our public record, right? So they know they're going to be shared. So I, my mind was like, I wonder what have to has to go into that for them to tell the court legally, hey, we'll provide these documents, but there's a lot of things we haven't formally announced yet that yeah. we're not ready to announce. Um, and I wonder what goes into that. I just found it interesting more than anything else. Let alone, mm-hmm. like, the judge leaks all, like, the games are coming out because he's a game. <laughs> the judge movies. knows all of Xbox's <laughs> next two years. He's like, you guys don't know nothing. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he could gain a, a 100,000 followers on Twitter just by ju- creating an account and start leaking all these Xbox games. Starts his own YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's let's quickly wrap up Xbox and PlayStation and mm-hmm. some of the things that happened this week. So Xbox, real quick, uh, shout out to Luke and Xbox Expansion Pass on this one. He actually hit me up, so he interviewed uh, two of the guys from Limited Run Games last weekend. Yes, and Limited yes. Run Games actually signed an actual partnership with Xbox last year in 2020, um, and they said it's just kind of getting over all those humps and conversations and all the red tape, if you will, to finally start working here, but. Um, they already have ideas like, you know, they've already created like uh, special editions for Doom, right? For the Switch and for PlayStation. And they've already done uh, some double fine games, things like that. And they were basically saying, yeah, as soon as we get the go ahead here, um, there's going to be limited run game stuff being produced for Xbox, which is awesome. Um, so shout out to uh, to Luke on that scoop. And the only other thing you guys can touch on that, too. And I know, Mo, that's good news for you uh, and us degenerates. Uh, oh, yeah. But Xbox, too, the FPS boost. Um, so. 67 new titles or 76 new titles mm-hmm. i forget um but up to nearly 100 titles now getting the fps boost and that is just one of the best <laughs> i'm not even going to get a start again but that's one of the best <laughs> free things in theory that xbox has done for old games and preservation yeah. right yeah. is the uh, oh, fps yeah. boost and uh, auto hdr it transforms oh, yeah. older games so mm-hmm. it's uh it's really cool to see them continuing with that so anthem baby yeah Probably anthem 60 frames what do you know that's- that's as well, close as you really hey, get to Anthem 2.0. Ames, Ames, correct me, correct me on this. I thought I thought that the games themselves that get FPS boost maintain the same resolution as before. Not always. But they, see, that was my understanding. Just because they kept Watch Dogs and Far Cry 4 at sub 1080, the way they were on the Xbox One. So I thought I'm like, okay, if there's a game on the One X that's let's just say like Anthem, Anthem ran in 4K at 30 yeah. frames on the One X, right? So my expectation was that it was going to stay in 4K, and obviously this thing's a beast, so it'll be able to handle it at 60, yeah. right? And I obviously don't know the tech behind the way that they do it. You know, I just know that it has no developer input at all. But yeah, yeah, man, I, I I was kind of 
I love the fact that they're doing it, but man, for Anthem, I was like, for some reason, that game in particular just really disappointed me that they kicked it down to 1080. Yeah, yeah. and J I know Jason Ronald commented on that. Uh, I know mm -hmm. a lot of games do maintain the resolution, like, um, you know, like Prey, for instance, I was playing it. It's like a brand new game. Uh, right. Anthem is a lot smoother. It's really nice to play, but you do notice a resolution hit. So I don't yeah. know all the specifics around when they FPS boost, um, you know, what it's exactly doing in the hardware and coding. Um, and where it has to take a resolution hit, I don't really know. But yeah, he did say that some games will lower resolution if you turn it on. And I think that also is why some of the games FPS boost is on by default, mm -hmm. whereas other games like Anthem, you have to turn it on yourself because right. it gives the customer the choice of do you want the higher... It's like, do you want the higher resolution or do you want the frames? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh... It's so beautiful, though. Damn, you, guys, amazing. you guys you guys have a treat with the uh assassin's creed games being at 62 the older ones like the Ezio I, I trilogy. heard it's great did you try it? yes i saw that yeah, yeah those those are they i mean I, great. I just i just started like replaying the assassin's creed uh franchise this year just going one a month and uh i started yeah. i played start playing on pc but going through like assassin's creed 3 and then black flag all in 60 frames it's oh my gosh! It's it's a much more enjoyable game. Nice, very nice. Yeah, yeah even uh, even the the Ezio trilogy, the Ezio collection. Granted, that's already in 1080p, but that's nice. Yeah, man. That's yeah, it's nice. much better at 60. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, like Rady said, these are like free re remasters in some cases. I mean, there really is that big of an improvement. Yes. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Hell, we've seen paid remasters that have let us down more than this. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's so it shitty, the truth. Man. it really is the truth i swear to god yeah. <laughs> um let's touch on playstation real quick guys um so this is an interesting one right uh what a month ago five weeks ago we we're talking about xbox or microsoft buying discord for like 11 billion right that falls through discord says they're gonna stay uh, individual for now mm -hmm. um and now playstation comes out this week out of nowhere and says oh hey we're doing a minority investment. It's not a huge investment, but it's a minority investment in Discord. And uh, we're going to integrate our PlayStation 5 platform with them sure. in 2022. Now, they haven't, unless, and I know Joe was in the chat, he might know better than me, but mm -hmm. I hadn't seen any detail on to the extent at which this integration is going to be, right? Like, I don't know if it's going to take over their ridiculous party chat system on the PlayStation 5. Don't even get me and Mo started on that. <laughs> Terrible. God, not wrong. Not wrong. So bad, man. Every every gamer returnal we wanted to play with whatever we were pairing up. Oof. Yeah. yeah, we were like, we were like, wait, it says I'm in the party chat with you, but we're not. And wait, I'm still in one from three days ago. Like, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so I don't know if like Discord is going to take over that, like the actual full on communication, um, or what this looks like yet. But if nothing else, it's uh. It's interesting. Joe is in there. He said there's no detail yet. It's the fucking worst. It is. Party chat on. I don't know how you redesign a full UI, top to bottom, and you still can't get party chat right. On Xbox, yeah. it's one button. You so literally easy. push X. So easy. And you're in a party with a friend. Like, I don't know what they're doing over there. But anyway. Yeah, um, yeah it's super so, but, confusing. Yeah. So, but this is this is cool though. I mean, there's there's a lot of potential here, is the point, I guess, for Discord to have a positive impact on PlayStation next year. And it's kind of hilarious that this came full circle from Xbox to PlayStation in the matter of a month. Yes. You were talking about a full acquisition to now. Oh, we're partnering up. <laughs> we're partnering up and a minority yeah. stake or something. I'm like, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. a 180. <laughs> Bizarre. So I don't know. I know I, I'm not a big discord user. 
Dan, I think we talked about this before. Dan no. doesn't use it. Mo, Hector, you use it? Yeah, I mean, we just use it over at Lords of Gaming just to, really, to chat or whatever. But, like, I mean, I see this more as, like, an opportunity if if I'm able to do this kind of thing where I say I record, like, a gameplay footage for me for, like, a walkthrough for Lords of Gaming or, like, maybe just, like, a how-to or something and then yeah. upload that into a Discord chat and then put that into an article or put it into the chat for, like, you know, the writers or something like that. I feel like that can be really cool if they, if they can pull off something like that, but... Gotcha. I'm not really a huge user, but I think it'll make things a lot easier for people that stream on YouTube at the same time. You know, yeah. that kind of integration could be really good instead of having it linked to your YouTube account, linked to Discord and stream from there, or maybe you could link them both and stream from both sites. And yeah, that could be all on your, your console. That's super convenient. That would be. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. So that's awesome. So. And uh, Diego, uh, shout out Diego, makes a good point too. If you didn't catch Trophy Room with our brother Joe, and Kyle over there, they did have Greg Miller on, which was just awesome. I actually was at, uh, mm -hmm. I had the day off yesterday. I had to run some errands and I was listening to it um, while I was out and about. So uh, he's saying they made some great points on there as well, which uh, mm -hmm. all right. So definitely make sure you catch that episode because that was a uh, bucket list item for Joe and Kyle. I know. Absolutely. Yeah, it's awesome. Congrats <clears> to them. Greg um, Last thing I want to touch on is, uh, you know, we talked last week about Xbox and PlayStation fiscal results. And, oh, by the way, going back to our lovely conversation on companies, hey, they're both making record revenue uh, at our expense. Um, so, you know, we're, damn we're it. funding. Now, we, we're, now we're funding. we can't say they're dying. God damn. I know. I don't, you know, Xbox has no games. PlayStation's dead. And yet they're making record revenue. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um. Nintendo uh, came out and just said, oh, you thought you guys were cute, right? Um, <laughs> so, God, Nintendo. We knew this was going to happen. We joked about this last week, didn't we, Dan? <laughs> like Nintendo's going to come out and just be like, oh, by the way, we've sold 9 billion more units, and they pretty much did. So they are now at 84.6 million units in 49 months. Mm -hmm. uh, they're selling faster than the Wii and the PlayStation 4. They're going to be the fastest console probably in history to hit 100 yeah. million sold. Mm -hmm. Their revenue is now at nearly 17 billion for the year. That's up almost 40% year over year. Uh, and it's the highest revenue they've had uh, since 2009. So it's the second highest revenue year they ever had. And it only missed being the highest by like a small amount. Uh, but more interesting within that is their profit. So revenue is their total money they're taking in, right? Their sure. profit, they made over 6 billion just in profit, uh, which is yeah. their highest ever. Um, and the good news here is they're investing because we always joke about, God damn, Nintendo spend some of that money on fixing some of the, your, you know, the negative aspects of your ecosystem. Yeah. So they're investing the most they've ever invested in research and development, which I hope goes to some <clears throat> things that are meaningful. Nearly 1 billion they're putting into, uh, research and development over the next year. Okay. Um, okay. but one surprising thing, which I laughed at when I saw is that physical sales, are still the majority for the Switch, 57.2%, which I know me and Mo are, are applauding for. I don't know where Hector stands on this. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn, way, we man. got you. Three to one. That's because you know, most, most people that are buying this are parents, and they don't even know that digital things exist. <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> man, that's a small cartridge. They open it up. Like, what is this little thing? I remember when they were like this big. I've played yeah. a video game for 20 years. Yeah. Oh, and then they're, they're, and then their son's like, you could have just installed this. You didn't have to go buy this little thing. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're probably tearing apart the box going, where's that Mario Kart game? I'm supposed to come <laughs> with this. <It's> not in <laughs> yeah. 
this is insane. I mean, just insane. You know, I think, yeah. you know, if they continue this track, you know, I know that we're having this, the chip shortages, but the good thing is you can build the switch out of stuff you can find in your garage. You know? <laughs> so they're going to be perfectly fine. It's going to be insane. I cannot believe how much they are selling still. And it's not wrong, man. They got me with that. If they, if the, if the switch pro is rumored to have that OLED screen. Yeah, yeah of course I'm it in, is. Man. I'm yeah, in bro. Yeah. And they sold, this is not a joke. It sounds like a joke sometimes when you're talking yeah. about Nintendo. Yeah. They sold almost 11 million more copies of Super Mario Kart 8. You just took year. it out of my mouth, yeah. Mm-hmm. That game came out in 2017. No, it was before <laughs> that, wasn't it? No, no. Tw- yeah, it, it was came out- it came out on the Wii U. Yeah, it was oh, on no. the Wii U. Well, no, I'm, are they talking about the, the, the Switch version? Mario yeah, Kart? Yeah, well, yes. so you're right. Or, uh, they are talking about Deluxe, but I think the oh, point okay. being is that oh, it yeah. was already just a Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but that's the thing. Like that's the kind of staying power their games have. And that's why their games continue to be sixty dollars three, four years down the line, is because they know people want to pay for them. And on top of the reason why the physical two ains uh is for some reason the the switch games themselves, you know, specifically like uh, rare games like from limited run or whatever, yeah, they yeah. they tend to just have a they, they tend to have a higher value yeah. than PlayStation games or Xbox games they in do. general. You know, I mean, so there's a lot of people, including myself. There's a lot of people that just that. That's why they keep. Uh, that, that's why there's so many of them that uh, that, that buy the physicals. But I, I was talking to. Well, you know, we were talking about it in our chat the other day. But I was saying, you know, I get the digital aspect, and in comparison, right? We know from PlayStation's uh, records that 65% are now digital on PlayStation, so they're almost two thirds digital, whereas Switch is more physical. But to your point, Mo, whether or not you know, people like us are buying it for that reason or not. When you look at what these physical games are worth in the long term, it's astronomical. Like if go back, if you haven't looked, go back and look at GameCube or Nintendo 64 games now, like mint copies with the box, they're going for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And so Mm -hmm. you have to think Switch games in theory would be even more rare, right? Because back in the Nintendo 64 days, there was no digital. Everyone had physical, right? Now you only have, well, you have 50% buying physical. So there's automatically less of them out there. It's going to be interesting to see like 10, 20 years from now, how much Switch games are worth. I think the Switch itself, I mean, look, this is just on topic and off topic. I think it's just become such a monster, right? It's that Nintendo itself. I think this is the first time, at least uh, that I can remember that the, the Nintendo is synonymous, right? with the console that they're the the the, with a specific console right like especially nowadays if you say nintendo if i tell my wife nintendo she's not going to know nintendo 64 or gamecube she's gonna tell me switch yeah if i say nintendo in front of her mom my mother my mother-in-law she's gonna tell me oh the switch right and i think it's such a monster nowadays that it's gonna be so hard to even see if they're if they can even ever move past the switch Right, like I mean, especially with so many people buying up all these games, or sell, like you said, they're still selling ten million copies of Mario Kart four years later. Right, I mean, so it's it's incredible. So I mean, if four, they keep four re- years later for a game that was already a re-release, right? yes, and yes. PlayStation and Xbox would kill to have their first-party game sell ten million total in the fr- yeah yeah total. total. Like total. if you have an IP that will sell ten million copies, that's a, that's a huge win for them full price yeah yeah full, full price <laughs> yeah. yeah there's, there's, there's no yeah, denying Jesus. that nintendo is like the is the disney of gaming 
really like they they like and they know it that's the worst part they know it yes they, they, do. they don't care they, yeah, yeah they, they will sell care. you that 3d mario collection for a limited time because they know that they can get you they got yeah. me my copy's right there like, <laughs> it's right there so i know man it's crazy yeah yeah, yeah. so they, they know it man they don't give a shit they know you're no. gonna pay it it go, well it goes exactly back to our conversation you know mm -hmm. uh, they're a business they're they they're the Kind of childhood nostalgic they have kids as customers obviously you know lower use of all these things the family friendly console at the end of the day the decisions they're making their business decisions that theme park's gonna be insane bro yeah that looks theme cool doesn't it yeah, <laughs> yeah it actually does what an cool. excuse too to go i mean besides the multitude of excuses to go to japan what an excuse that would be to go to Japan. <laughs> Fuck COVID, man. It ruined everything. God yeah, damn it. Cloud, <laughs> well, good to see you. Cloud, oh, did you finish while we're while we're wrapping up here? Did you finish uh, Resident Evil Village? Let us know. Um, all right, fellas. So we're getting ready to close out here. This has been a hilarious conversation today. Um, yeah. I want to shout out a bunch of things because there's an awful lot going on uh, yes. for, for us. So a uh, bunch of new videos on the site. A lot of collectibles this week. So Doom Limited Run Games Bundle, uh, Helmet Bundle, that's up on the site, uh, channel, excuse me. Uh, Mass Effect Legendary Cash with Shepard's Helmet, that's up on the channel. We've got uh, Resident Evil Village Collector's Edition from GameStop going up soon. The review for Resident Evil Village will be coming this week. Um, keep an eye out for Cast Co-op Episode 4. We actually recorded it Thursday night, but there's an issue with the damn file. So we're trying to work through that. Hopefully we can salvage it. Um and also still testing out that Bluetooth controller for uh, iPhones and Android devices uh, for xCloud and things, too. So look for that this week. So mm -hmm. an awful lot coming this week. Oh, yeah. And then uh, coming up here shortly, like I said, if you're tuning into this in just a little over an hour, we're going to be on the Iron Lords channel for a Mass Effect debate between Mass Effect 1 and 2. It should be hilarious. Make sure you jump I can't wait for that one, man. But let's go ahead and close out. Uh, Hector, I'm going to shout over to you first, man. Where can people find you? Um I want to say thank you for coming on. It's been great having you. It won't be the last time, man. You're always welcome. Um, but uh, thanks for coming on. And where can people find you? Yeah, man. No, thanks for the invite. It's been a blast, man. It's it's a uh, it's kind of like a, a, a dream come true in the sense of like finally being featured on Season Gaming here. I've been following no. you guys for a little bit after I Lawrence podcast, man. It's 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 been really cool, man. I love what you guys do, and the reviews are just outstanding. Oh, thank I would you. say they they are just an awesome awesome like uh, inspiration for me to really get in depth with these game reviews because speaking of i'm also reviewing resident evil village for Excellent. lords of gaming.net so yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to uh getting through that but um yeah man i follow me on twitter at Uriqua macho b-o-r-i-c-u-a macho um i post my game reviews i also am a co-host for the dual shock and sense podcast where we run every thursday or friday just run through the places news and just all these sort of topics so definitely catch me there um yeah man just have a great weekend guys and again thank you for the invite it was a blast love it of course yeah we'll put all the links to uh twitter and uh, the uh podcast and mm -hmm. the uh show notes as well of course so. awesome thank you uh mo i know people our audience knows uh where you can find you because we're always doing stuff together but shout it out anyway, yes, sir man. appreciate it man thanks everybody for being in the chat listening to the rants and uh <laughs> and everything else <laughs> and uh obviously ains you and dan man thanks for having me again dude it's always a pleasure being here i appreciate it um <clears throat> yeah the backlog chronicles the backlog underscore pod is where you can find it on twitter and uh we're usually live on sunday nights at 8 p.m so uh 
Yeah, I hope to catch you guys there. Yeah, for there sure. There oh, go. yeah. That'll be in the notes as well. So thanks for coming on, brother. Always appreciate I appreciate it. you, man. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. Uh, there you go, Dan. You've got a crossplay buddy. <laughs> got I, don't, I don't even regular play with buddies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no offense, Jay Ready. He yeah, don't no, even play no with me, for God's yeah. sake. I barely like it's my if my game is connected to the network, it's a miracle. You know, I don't think I've shown online for like seven years. Dude, I was playing last week and it popped up that you were online and I did a double take. I'm yeah, not even because, joking. I looked at it like, wait, is that Dan? Yeah. Quick story. I was changing my avatar, I yeah. think, and, and I accidentally hit something on my app because the Xbox app is fantastic. And it just it made me appear online. And then, like, because I always lie to you know, Greg, right? Like, I was like, hey, he's like, he's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, nothing. I, I'm not at home. Well, you just popped online. I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that never happens. My kids must have signed on. Oh, yeah. that's hilarious. Like, immediately I went back. I was like, I gotta fix this thing. That's too funny. That's oh too funny. man, it was terrible. But terrible. um, all right. Uh, so we're gonna see recliner Dan every week going forward. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some stuff. I'm gonna I gotta figure some stuff out. Like literally, I don't know if you saw it, like right in the middle, the dog came downstairs and tripped on my cord and like my almost pulled my computer off the small table i have sitting right in front of me so i gotta i gotta figure some stuff out but yeah i mean i'm this is i mean super comfy i'm not even gonna lie i'm digging it there you go you need, you need a nice fancy jacket too just i'm going to yeah again, smoking yeah, jacket weird, yeah maybe like a bubble pipe or something <laughs> bubble you know. pipe. yeah the bubbles coming out of them yeah Looking i'll figure something that. out there you go. There you go. Cloud already finished village. Done. What a oh, beast, man. Nice. What a nice. beast. Nice. Good shit, man. Now go get some now we, sleep. Now we play four or five more times to get yeah. everything in that game. <laughs> a piece of wheat? <laughs> Good thing is, here in Kansas, it's all over the place. I'll just go across the street and grab it. Oh, that's, that's, good. that's good. That's good. <laughs> Oh, man. Where are you from, man? He's <laughs> a wee. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to head out of here. Thank you so much. That was Big Cast 153. If you enjoy the show, please give us that thumbs up. Please uh, please tell people about the show. But uh, we'll, see, we'll see you next week. Peace, guys.